MMR's President Seed Podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show Podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's News Update with Kathy Romano. Today's the fourth day of August, a Friday. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Crews are still searching for two individuals after a house explosion left two people dead and two children injured in Atlantic County, New Jersey. It happened uh, at 1035 in the morning Thursday on the 300 block of Northwest Boulevard in the Landis section of Wayna. Authorities say a one-year-old girl and a 16-year-old girl were among those injured in the explosion. Both victims were flown to St. Christopher's Hospital for Children in Philadelphia. The one-year-old was listed as critical and the teen victim was listed as stable according to police. Mm. Authorities say a two-year-old boy and three-year-old girl uh, as well as men ages 52 and 73 were also in the house. Police recovered two unidentified bodies and are searching the rubble for the final two. The Franklin Township Police Chief says this is being treated as a criminal case until a cause can be determined. Officials say they're bringing in special equipment to go through what's left of the house. They'll likely be out there for a few days doing that work. Neighbors said the explosion was so large it shook houses and set car alarms off. The Red Cross is assisting the displaced residents while others who had to evacuate already returned home. Federal and local partners are assisting with the investigation. No word yet on what might have set off the explosion. Uh, you called it uh, Buena, but I believe that they call it Buna. Oh, Buna. Okay. Yeah. The man accused of stabbing four University of Idaho students to death late last year was on a long drive by himself around the time of the deaths his defense attorneys wrote in new court documents filed this week. Brian Koberger is charged with four counts of murder in connection with the deaths at a rental house near Moscow, Idaho University campus last November. He exercised his right to remain in silence during the court case, so a not guilty plea was entered on his behalf earlier this year. Uh, Latah County Prosecutor Bill Thompson said uh, he insists he intends to seek the death penalty, pe- death penalty, and the case is scheduled for trial this fall, though it could be postponed. Uh, the court document filed Wednesday is the first time Koberger has said anything about his whereabouts on the night of the stabbings. His defense team submitted it after prosecutors asked the court to force Koberger to reveal if he intends to offer an alibi. Mr. Koberger has long had a habit of going on drives alone. Often he would go on drives at night. His defense attorney, Ann Taylor, wrote in the document he did so late on November 12th and into November 13th, 2022. So this is, they're saying full-on alibi. Guy wasn't even there. Usually yeah. don't hear a defense like that. It's usually... No, well, that so means they don't have a lot. Yeah. yeah. Well, so they're yeah. forced to. They had to give, they had right. to say, apparently uh, in court, you have to say whether or not you have an alibi. So they were forced to give something, and that's what they gave. Okay. That he was on a long drive. Hmm. Idaho law requires the defendants. He was with Gallagher. (laughs) (laughs) Idaho law requires that defendants notify the prosecution prosecution, uh, if they intend to present an alibi defense, uh, which is generally a claim that they were somewhere other than the scene of the crime uh, and witnesses who have, uh, and they may have witnesses to verify that. Kathy, that might be a legal maneuver, is not pronounce the words back to the court properly. (laughs) What did you say? (laughs) By the way, Kathy's had a rough morning. Uh, Oh my God. Someone she's, in the face right oh now. I know. God, she's, she's I'm so angry. 
Like, I, I can't Ooh. even. Okay. Uh, officers are <laughs> I looking. Can't wait to hear no, it, it's, no, it's, it's not. It's completely it's soft. It's, soft. it's not. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I want to punch someone. Yeah. Uh, officers, I don't know who, uh, so just steer clear of me. Just start swinging. <laughs> just start swinging and we'll step up. It could be like a mosh pit, you know, like goes, you guys just yeah. go in the middle yeah, of the yeah. mosh pit and just yeah, start swinging. Just start throwing around. <laughs> Kathy, intern Matt was just giving you the evil eye. Uh, <laughs> no, oh no, my no. God. Is, no, I want to find whose fault it is. Oh. So I might fly down to Naples. I'm not yeah. sure. <laughs> Uh, officers are looking for several suspects wanted in a string of Apple Store thefts at the King of Prussia Mall. Police say two men and several other unidentified suspects uh, conspired to commit eight different thefts between September 19th, 2022 and June 27th, 2023. The suspects in these incidents alleged uh, allegedly planned to steal numerous items, including headphones, Apple Magic Mouses, keyboards, trackpads, air tags, uh, and other things that were displayed on sale. Uh, police identified the two suspects as Giorgio and of Mountaintop, Pennsylvania, and Giorgio Anashivili of Brooklyn, New York. Both men are still being sought at this time. Kathy, any chance they have a discount Mac for you to replace <laughs> right? your yeah, computer? Maybe I contact them. I know it's wrong, but that might help you. <laughs> you the root of Kathy's issues this morning. <laughs> My brother worked um, at this Apple store. It was years ago, but he said people would, would come in and like they would recognize the thieves and they wouldn't let them, if they recognize them before they got to the store, yeah. they would not let them in the store because right. once they're in the store, like he said there wasn't much they could do. They're not allowed to like tackle them to the ground. Right. Or, there is, and they'll they're just, just from it, there is footage of guys, uh, two or three guys going into an Apple store uh, somewhere in California, running the row of phones and iPads and clipping the wire and all that, and just tons of merchandise. Had to be hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of stuff, and they're out of there. And it's the same guy. And nobody stops them. But it's the same guys. Like my brother yeah. said, they would recognize them. They knew that these were the guys that stole mm. last time, and they would come back for more, and that's apparently what, what these guys did. I recently saw, um, yesterday actually, saw a video of a Louis Vuitton store. Yes. And did you see that video? Uh, yeah, they, they come in. It's a crew, clearly, and they just cleaned out I the mean, store. cleaned yeah. them out. It was unbelievable. I have a story in the bizarre file of somebody that didn't quite get away with okay. it. I'll share that with you a little later on. Yeah. Uh, so both men are still being sought at this time. Investigators say they took over $10,000 worth of Apple products from the store. Anyone with information in the case is asked to contact the Upper Marion Police Investigations Division. In sports this morning. The Phillies beat the Marlins 4-2 yeah. yesterday afternoon right. in Miami. Right. Michael Lorenzen threw a season-high eight innings of two-run ball in his Phillies debut. Acquired from the Detroit Tigers on Tuesday, Lorenzen scattered six hits and struck out five. JT Real Muto homered and sing- singled after a bruised right hand forced the Phillies catcher to miss the last two games. Bryce Harper added two hits for the Phils, who have won three out of four games in the series in South Florida. Okay, they did it. They did. They got it. They're back at home tonight as they open up a weekend series against the Kansas City Royals. Aaron, Nola, not yet. Aaron Nola will get the start. First pitch is scheduled for seven oh five tonight. Uh, the Union won in a penalty kick shootout against DC. To advance to the league's cup round of 16 after battling to a scoreless draw in regulation, the two sides went to the sixth round where the Union grabbed the victory after D.C. United saw their last shot hit the post. 
Up next, they'll take on the New York Red Bulls at home on Monday. And in the WNBA, Phoenix Mercury star uh, Diana Torresi became the league's first player to score 10,000 career points. She made a three-pointer with 8.20 left in the third quarter to reach the milestone. Wow. Uh, Torresi finished Tarazi. with... Tarazi. Tarazi uh, finished with 42 points, uh, her most in a game since 2010, and the most she has scored in regulation in her career. Her season high was also her first 40-point game since July of 2010. At the age of 41, she is the oldest player with a 40-point game in WNBA history and now has 10,024 points for her career and counting. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. And uh, we're very, very happy that it is indeed a Friday morning. Oh, yes. We had a great time last night at the Belly Flop Championships. <laughs> oh, my, oh my God. God. Yeah. We got a hell of a oh picture up in the studio. God, a picture <laughs> yes. just appeared on our studio. <laughs> The person in the background's expression says it all. Oh, dear Lord. Uh, well, uh, when are those available for uh, viewing pleasure? A little later on today, Marissa? She's going to put her headphones on and uh, give us a little response because Marissa's the head of digital for us. Yeah. Um, excuse me. Bill Kane, who's been shooting WMR photos for the past 40 years, uh, worked all night to get these photos together. Just wow. sent me the... Uh, Link a few minutes ago, so I will get those up. There, guys, they're all like on the wire in London. Like he, like really, yes, he he submitted them, so they are just like out in the universe. Wow! Okay. So the pictures of, wow. of the of this wow. belly flop challenge are global at this yes. point. It'll be on WMMR.com soon. Um, he said this is the craziest event he's ever seen. <laughs> okay, uh, and this is the hairiest years. ass I've ever yeah. seen. I think ever. It's in my life. So, yeah. Kathy, uh, in your uh, plate with all of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to take a lot of work to get them on the website because there are a lot of limitations um, that are put on us. And you're having these technical issues. They like so same. It's going to take you a while to get them up there. We I will let you know the moment, and it is going to be. Worth it could be Tuesday. Every single photo. All right, you know awesome. better than that. It'll be earlier than Tuesday. <laughs> All right. Well, we will uh, we'll discuss it later on this morning. We definitely have to recap that event last night. But thank you to everybody who uh, came out and was a part of it because it was a great time. It was just wonderful to have that back. Uh, we also have. On the program today, Gary Owen is performing at Helium Comedy Club, so Gary's going to be stopping by in the 9 o'clock hour, and uh, we have all kinds of things to do today. Everything we have, we need to give away, so we're going to make sure that we uh, put some stuff in your hands. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment, and the entertainment report is up first and foremost, so stay with us. We'll be back in just a moment. The MMR app can't remember your Wawa order, but it can pair with your Bluetooth or Apple or Android car system. Streaming us right into your speakers. Oh, and if you could grab us a meatball shorty and an iced tea, that'd be great. Thanks. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. 
Window Nation. You feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution? Call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double-hung sliders. 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So the stupid question prize today, a family four-pack of tickets with meal vouchers to the three ice championship game. That sounds cool. Yeah, Saturday, August 12th at the Wells Fargo Center. And the question, I posed this to Nick last night at uh, the Belly Flop Championship. I was watching the movie Goodwill Hunting mm-hmm. yesterday. At the end of the movie, I'm not giving, this is not a spoiler or anything. Sean says that he's going to travel for a while. What three places does he mention that he will be traveling to? 215-263-WMMR. At the end of Goodwill Hunting, Sean says he's going to travel for a while. What three places does he mention he will travel to? You know, I was watching the unofficial sequel to that yesterday, Running Man. Running uh, Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very similar. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a natural progression into that. I got to tell you, watching, I loved it. It was, to me, it was always a junk movie. Yeah, I loved it. But it is, it's, now it seems like a, like a snapshot of nostalgia because it's, and Schwarzenegger has the most, Forced lines, you know, he had to split, mm-hmm. you know, hey, light bulb, hey, Christmas tree, mm-hmm. uh, all of that stuff. It's classic Arnold. Steve, I love the parody of the uh, Goodwill Hunting sequel that they do in Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. <laughs> yes. Hunting season. And, uh, it's hunting season. <laughs> Gus Van Sant's just sitting in the corner counting his money. <laughs> That's great. All right, let's go through some birthdays while we wait for the answer. Today being the fourth day of August, we have uh, Barack Obama celebrating his birthday today. Just had a tragedy. What happened? His oh, chef? yeah, the yeah. chef, yes. Yeah. And and he died in a paddleboard accident? Paddleboard accident? They, yeah. don't, they know. don't know. There, there's an investigation going on. They're, I don't think they're withholding information. They're simply investigating yeah. what's going on. But the, the guy was, yeah, the, we'll see what happens. But it's tragic. They were apparently, it was you know, part of the family. Yeah. yeah. He's 62 years old today. Uh, Roger Clemens, Cy Young oh. Water winning pitcher. Cy Young Conca. Cy, yeah. Cy Young Conca. <laughs> uh, sons on the fills. Yeah. Cody. <laughs> Uh, Cody, wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, Roger himself, the Rocket, turns 61 years old today. Uh, another great Jeff Gordon has ah. his birthday. NASCAR champion, 52 years old. Um, saw him uh, at the, um, uh, oh man, uh, the Autism Drive speaks. for Autism. Drive yeah. for Autism, that's it. Yeah, Drive for Autism uh, golf outing. Uh, nice guy. Had yeah. a little buzz on. Did he? Uh, yeah, he uh. was feeling no pain. Uh, but he's 52 today. Daniel Day Kim, yes. you remember from Lost and also Hawaii Five-0. Uh, 55, incredibly handsome man. Super good looking dude. Great and in great shape. Yep. And um, uh, we just kind of want to rub oil on him. I think we've always... You know, yeah, yeah. why not? A body sculpted <laughs> like that. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton. Oh, Billy. Bob! Turns... <laughs> That's Thornton. Billy. That's Bob. pretty good. I yeah, yeah. Nice. We had remember we had him in the studio years yeah, ago. Yeah, he was great. He, he was, was sensational. Yeah. He was a nice guy. Yeah, and it, you know his his string of um of bedmates is pretty legendary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kathy, you bedmates. you enjoyed talking to him, right? <laughs> I did. I really yeah. liked him. I like him <clears throat> in. I like his movies. Um, yeah, and when he was here, he was great. Anybody yeah. watch Goliath? Um, I'm. I, I I've heard to, good things, but I have not watched. Yeah, it, no. I've enjoyed it. Uh, you know, Goliath in the sense that he's a lawyer and he goes against these giant right, right juggernauts right. of like companies or whatever. But yeah, the very first season, I was like, oh, uh, uh, the opening scene. You're like, okay, I'm I'm on board. I hear it's very reminiscent of Running Man. It's a yeah. lot like that. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, he's 68 today. Uh, Greta Gerwig, actress and director. There's every possibility she might get a nomination this year for yeah. the Barbie for movie. Barbie, Barbie has gotten some yeah. amazing response. Yep, yeah. I mean, uh, people are really going on and on about it. So I'm, I got to make it a point to get out and see that. Uh, before gone, um, yeah, I wouldn't mind catching up. And did anybody here see it? My whole family saw it. I, uh, I'm going to see it by myself because uh, everybody else in my family already oh, went and saw when it. When are you going to go? Do you want me to come with you? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm, are you just are you pulling my leg? No, no. Or I really want to actually see go it. to the movies. With yeah. You? Casey, if you guys go together, I have a popcorn box trick you can do. It. Oh God! <laughs> ew. Oh, I didn't say we were going to sit together. Yeah, I do. <laughs> sit together. Uh, yeah, Kat, let's you sit over there. <laughs> Okay. Uh, but, um, yeah, uh, so I got to get out and see it. She's 40 years old today, so a big birthday for her, Greta Gerwing. She's got to be happy with the success of the film. Absolutely. Uh, at 40 years old. Uh, Megan, the Duchess of Sussex, Megan Markle, uh, is celebrating birthday as well. She's, she's 42. She's going to be at the Invictus Games coming up in okay. Germany. Uh, she was in Suits, right? Yes, okay. and Suits is actually... Wait, they're, they're pre- they're, they are, like, it's on... Uh, it keeps showing up as, like, the number one yes. thing for me to watch on Netflix okay, right now. people are binging it. Yeah. When you see that number one thing for you to watch on Netflix, is it a girl in the brawn panties on the... On no. The, no, are, it's a guy in a suit. All right, yeah, I know that's, like, what the premise of the show is, right? But, like, every time I flip on to Netflix, it says you should watch Suits, and it is this <laughs> stunning woman in brawn panties, and I'm like, who is this? And is thank you for... I don't... I, I don't know. Listen, there's a ton of sexy Meghan Markle stuff in Suits. That that show, Nick. That that was um, a silk stockings for a different generation. Yeah, it's, um, yeah. Can you not see the girl's face in that? It's uh, kind of like blurred out by the um, uh, Netflix uh, logo. Okay, and so it's 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 a very uh, objectifying shot of a woman, but it's also very hot. And I want to. I'm, I'm curious. Okay. Um, well, we'll have to. Investigate yeah, that yeah, and yeah. see if we can find out. She's 42 today. Uh, Dylan and Cole Sprouse yes. will celebrate their birthdays today. Uh, the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. And you may remember them for the movie Big Daddy because, yeah. of course, they have twins that play when you have kids that age. So they used both Dylan and Cole for the role of the uh, kid and in Riverdale. Uh, yeah. da- uh, Big Daddy. Yeah. yeah um, when I watch Big Daddy, uh, the Frankenstein, the boy, yeah. uh, he reminds me of Jace. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. I wasn't sure if you you got the same thing. Oh, and we just recently watched that. I'll have to tell him that you think yeah. that. And then the last birthday I saw is actor Donald Gibb, better known as Ogre uh-huh. from Revenge of the Nerd. Yes! That's a dude I've always wanted to get on the show. Me too. He's yeah. been in a ton of stuff. He's in Bloodsport. Blood yes. He's the best friend. He's or they great. become yeah. best friends. Well, yes. Uh-huh. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and he pops up in movies from time to time. He's got a small, uh, role in the movie, uh, Hancock when they're doing the, uh, uh, the prisoners are doing their therapy. Uh-huh. Um, so he turns 69. What if uh, C-A-T really spelled dog? <laughs> I love that scene. All right, we'll see if we can answer this question. At the end of Goodwill Hunting, Sean says he's going to travel for a while. What three places does he say he's going to travel to? And we will go to Ken and see if we can get the answer. Hi, Ken. Good morning. Good morning. I feel cuckold. You feel cuckold. <laughs> All right. We're very happy for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cam, what are the three places, please? Uh, England, France, and Baltimore. That is incorrect. Oh. Thank you. Oh. I feel that I may have aimed too high on this question because even Nick couldn't get it right last night. He knows that movie backwards and forwards. And is there that was our of... only call on the line. So oh, no. Really? Let's see well, if no. someone can dig a little deep. Somebody texted in and they got it, Preston. See All down right. here? 
Yeah, so call in, text her, 215-263-WMMR. I'll get started on some of the stories, and we'll see if we can eventually get an answer to that question. Uh, we're going uh, to begin with this. Jonathan Majors appeared in court yesterday for what was originally scheduled to be the first day of his domestic violence trial in New York City. However, prosecutors from the Manhattan District Attorney's Office uh, requested more time to prepare their case. Uh-huh. A tentative trial date has been set for September 6th, so they're just pushing it off a month or so. What how this is all going to play out because he is a uh, prominent part of this Loki season two. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he figures prominently in the Marvel Universe going forward. Absolutely. Uh, in March, Majors was arrested after a woman accused the Creed three actor of striking her about the face with an open hand, causing substantial pain and a laceration behind her ear, according to court documents. The woman also claims that he grabbed her hand and neck, causing bruising and substantial pain. She was treated at a hospital for minor head and neck injuries, uh, including a cut on her ear. Uh, the Guardian reports that Majors could be facing a year in jail if he's convicted. On Thursday, the Loki actor uh, once again appeared in the Manhattan Criminal Courthouse hand-in-hand with his girlfriend, Megan Good. And listen, if the guy, you know, if he's he goes to jail or whatever, uh, they'll just get another actor. Yes, they will. And, and uh, continue on, I would imagine. Right. They've done it before, so, uh, but we'll see what his story is. This is very interesting. Tori Spelling and her five children are currently living in an RV on a California campground oh, man. as the family struggles with an extreme black mold problem at their house. Oh, wow. Uh, Yeah, this comes amid her divorce from Dean McDermott and the real estate agent called her situation amusing. Yeah, that's funny. When (laughs) she asked him for a one-month rental. This can be really serious. Like, people can get very sick from this. I knew There was a local family where um, they had a bunch of kids and all of the kids were getting sick. Chronic issues. And they realized that... No, I mean, they hospitalized sick and they realized that this is what it was. So she wrote on her Instagram stories at the time along screenshots of the text is Shane saying my five kids are going through mold poisoning and we need a home and this is how you treat people mocking their situation mock, mock. yeah um in photos yeah! The 9021 actress and her children, 16-year-old Liam, 15-year-old Stella, 11-year-old Hattie, 10-year-old Finn, and 6-year-old Bo can be seen sitting in camping chairs in front of a mobile home in Ventura County, California. Um, she was spotted passing out snacks to her kids before hanging up clothes to dry outside. That's a tough, man, that's a big undertaking, and she's, she's doing it all herself. Uh, the kids were reportedly enjoying exploring the beach nearby. It's pretty wild to think about her... <laughs> And her childhood and that gigantic house that she grew up in. She should be getting some of that, but she has a very acrimonious relationship with Candy Spelling. Is that her stepped in? I'm. I don't think so. Yeah. Wait, I, I'm we, not sure. we do this all the time. Every time we talk about her, I, it is her. I believe it is. Is it? I'm looking it up again. Well, she's yeah. really crappy to her daughter. Yeah. All right, while you're looking that up, we'll see if we get an answer to the stupid question. At the end of Goodwill Hunting, Sean says he's going to travel for a while. What three places does he say he's going to travel to? Uh, we'll go to John. Hey, John, hi. Hey, John. Is, uh, sorry, this is who? Preston Steve? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, I'm pretty sure I just watched this stupid movie. Uh, you know, I whatever. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Did you just call Goodwill Hunting a stupid movie? No, it's it's a great movie. To, you know, my you know, I I catch it halfway through, and it's all about you know whatever I'm busy, you know. And you have things yeah. you you can't pay total attention. You got stuff no, going on. I love, yeah, I yeah. love it. But I mean, China, India, and Maryland. Be more specific on Maryland. Huh. Oh, 
um, nah, I don't have that. Oh, name a city. Name a city. Name a city in Maryland. Orioles. <laughs> Baltimore. There it is. There you go. Thank you. Amazing. All right, John. The guy already said he couldn't watch the movie. Hey, John, go ahead and crack open another fresh one, buddy. (laughs) Hang on the line. We're going to get your information. We're going to send you over the four pack of tickets. Meal vouchers to the three ice championship game. Saturday, August 12th at the Wells Fargo Center. For a limited time, you can score tickets for just $10. You can go to 3ice.com to take advantage of this special offer. Uh, that's uh, the number 3ice.com. This is pretty awesome. Robert Downey Jr. took to his Instagram stories on Tuesday and revealed that he is giving away six of his vintage cars. That's are, pretty cool. Are you guys watching his uh, little docu thingy? On- no. Uh, uh, is, it, is it Apple TV? It's one of those. It may, no, no, it's on Max. It's on Max. It's him refurb. He's a big car guy. Okay. And, uh, I never knew that. Yeah. Uh, so he shared a photo of himself resting his head on his hands as he stood in front of the vehicle. So people reports the cars include, and there's a couple good ones in here. First of all, my favorite uh, series of the uh, Corvette, the 1965 Vet. Oh, nice. Uh, 1966 Buick Rivera, a 1969 Mercedes-Benz 280 SE, a 1972 Chevrolet K10 pickup, a 72 VW bus, oh, I want that and a 1985 Chevrolet. El Camino. El Camino. Uh-huh. Now, did he make the... Because the first episode that I watched, he, I believe it was that K-10, uh, he turned electric. So, a website created for the RDJ Dream Cars giveaway states the cars have been converted to drive to a pollution-free future. I don't know if that means all EV or some type of hybrids, hybrids or who knows, or even, you know, vegetable oil. I have yeah. no idea. But he added on his Instagram story that he said, no purchase or donation required and making one will not increase chances of winning. Hmm. No purchase or donation required. Usually for these, yeah. there's like some kind of quick donation you need to make. Right. You can just enter to win. All right. Yeah. Is, is the show good, Case? I, it was okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. Um, Stinks. No, it doesn't stink, but uh, I don't know. I just, uh, I wasn't compelled to watch the second episode. All right. All right. Enough said. Uh, on Thursday's episode of Heart to Heart, uh, Will Smith got candid about the mistakes he made when he pushed his children into the entertainment industry more than a decade ago. There's Will Smith. He's gorgeous. He said to Kevin Hart. <laughs> oh, Kevin Hart, not Mr. Hart. Uh, 2010 was like a greatest year for uh, was like the greatest year uh, as an artist, as a parent. He said Karate Kid came out in June. Whip My Hair came out in October, referring to Gaden's movie and right. Willow's song, uh, which were both highly successful. He said, I'm building this dream of a family that I've had in my mind. He said, I'm going to do it better than my father did. He said, we've talked about it. My father was abusive. And I told myself I would never have that kind of energy with my family. Only comedians. Yes. Uh, yes, yeah, seriously. Yeah, he didn't say that, but... <laughs> Uh, and I had a dream, an idea of a family I was building. Pretty much 2010 to 2012, I had achieved everything I had ever dreamed. I was beyond my wildest dreams. And then he realized uh, that he was the only one enjoying the success. He said, nobody in my family was happy. Nobody wanted to be in a platoon. Willow was the first one to begin the mutiny. And it was my first realization that success and money don't mean happiness. Up until that point, I really believed that you succeed. Uh, you could succeed your way to a house and a family and you could win your way to happiness. Uh, so I guess they started to kind of reel back on 
you know, everybody getting in on Yeah, has to have an entertainment career. Yeah. yeah. So here's a follow-up to a conversation we had a couple of days ago. Uh, Lizzo, the singer, yes. has broken her silence uh, saying that she is hurt as she dismissed the sexual harassment and hostile work environment allegations made by three former dancers in a lawsuit this week as unbelievable and outrageous. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I'm representing Lizzo. Um, so... Were, they, were the, the dancers female or male? Female. Female. Okay. Yeah. They're actually more coming forward now, so we'll see okay. what that all adds to this maelstrom. So, she shared on Instagram, uh, these last few days have been gut-wrenchingly difficult and overwhelmingly disappointing. My work ethic, morals, and respectfulness has been questioned. My character has been criticized. She said, usually I choose not to respond to false allegations, but these are as unbelievable as they sound and too outrageous to not be addressed. Hey, did she give out the address of that banana bar? No, she oh. did not. Uh, no, but it led to one of the greatest phone calls we've ever had on <laughs> yeah, this program. Yeah. Uh, Kreischer's been to that banana bar as of well. Of course he has. Yeah, yeah. He, and he talked about it in his in- Instagram stories. Yeah. Wow. Uh, she dismissed the allegations made in the lawsuit calling the account sensationalized stories and said the former employees have already publicly admitted that they were told their behavior on tour was inappropriate and unprofessional. Um, I have some uh, a few of the details. It's just a lengthy story once again. Uh, she stated that in creating her music and performances, she said, sometimes I have to make hard decisions, but it's never my intention to make anyone feel uncomfortable or like they aren't valued as an important part of the team. I am not here to be looked at as a victim, but I also know that I am not the villain that people and the media have portrayed me to be in the last few days. Mm-hmm. She maintained that she's very open about expressing her sexuality, but she said, I cannot accept or allow people to use that openness to make me out to be something I am not. The suit accused the star, known for embracing body positivity, of calling attention to one dancer, Ariana Davis, over her weight gain and later berating, then firing her after she recorded a meeting because of a health condition. So there's a recording of this firing and this meeting? That's apparently, yeah. Ah, so Plot thickens. So this uh, lawyer, his name is Zambrano. This is his last name anyway. It's not like, a, you know, she's Zambrano. He's Zambrano. I'm the lawyer. My name's Zambrano. Uh, he said that her statement showed a lack of empathy. Uh, he added that while Lizzo said that it wasn't her intention to make anyone come and uh, anyone uncomfortable, that is exactly what she did to the point of demoralizing her dancers and flagrantly violating the law. Now, Marty Singer, one of the attorneys for Lizzo, called the lawsuit uh, specious. It's specious and scurrilous. A sham. A sham and a mockery of a sham. And, two shams and a mockery. And mm-hmm. without merit. Without merit whatsoever. Yes. He had said, while uh, we are confident that Lizzo will be... Besides, com- I love big chicks. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to stop talking. What is that? <laughs> I like them big and beefy. Okay, okay. <laughs> That's private information. Well, you're on top of a big chick like that. You're going at it. There's just so much to look at. <laughs> Marty. There's a, what? Stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, am I in deep now? <laughs> No, no, let me let me rephrase. No, 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 no you don't have to. <laughs> no, well, it's like can. a ripple action. It's, do you understand what I, it's like? Uh, like being on a waterbed. Party. All right, love the fat chicks. Uh, so he said about the suit, we are confident that Lizzo will be completely vindicated in this matter. <laughs> Marty Singer has. Uh-huh. Is there a name that pops up more when it comes to defense attorneys for celebrities? Gloria Allred, I think, Gloria is the other Allred, one. But and Marty Singer, yeah, those, those are the two. Those are, those are the ones right? here all the time. Yeah. Um, I, I, I do understand the the other lawyer's point of view, where you know, like, I think I feel like she said the wrong thing. Um, 
I feel like Lizzo could have uh, had meant like no malice, like like hey, we're having fun, hey, join the fun, we're having a great time, have a vag- vagina banana, and not everybody might be into that, and you, you know what I mean, like so, just maybe. Well, that's for the court to decide. Uh, I know, yeah. So look at this. So Kevin Spacey, look at all the stuff against yeah. Kevin Spacey. Yeah. So the jurors and, and everybody in that case saw merit to his offense, which was, I'm just a flirty guy. Mm-hmm. So that was the tone of it. Maybe that's the same way it'll work with this. Yeah. So are you saying, like, if there's a bunch of people in the room and they're laughing about something that's inappropriate, but there's one person that doesn't think it's funny, that that's... No, no, no. Like, it, what I'm is... Just I know. But <laughs> it seemed like that from their uh, their claim that the Kathy's dancers... Building a <laughs> that they were, they were pushing this one gal in the bar to, you know, come on, yeah. come on, do yeah, it, do course, it, do it, do it. And apparently they kept doing that, or Lizzo kept doing that. Come on, come on. And when it's your boss, yeah. you might feel... I have to do this, even though you don't really want to. When it's uh, upon your boss to go, okay, I got it. Cool. You don't want to do it. You don't have to do it. You know, that type of thing. So yeah. we all do stuff. We had to eat uh, multi milk balls out of Bill's ass. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't want to. Yeah, yeah. And those not, things look like they poop. look like poop. <laughs> and not because it's... I mean, it was a pleasant surprise not, to find out it was candy. I just don't yeah. like malted milk balls. I would have eaten milk duds out of Bill's ass. Okay, but not the malted. Not the malted milk. That's disgusting. Well, Bill will occasionally be like, so were you comfortable with that conversation yeah. today? Yeah. Yeah. Like, or are you on your menstrual period? <laughs> yeah, and then says that. <laughs> well, all right, so remember when we did uh, Pornhole at Keenan's? Uh-huh. Yeah. And we had three or two giant boxes of, of sex toys in here? Yeah. Well, we were sorting through them, and then the interns walked into the room, and I said, before you guys even walk in here, you guys need to know that this is what's going on in this room. Yeah. And if you're not comfortable with that, you can you can leave. Yeah. You, know, like, you, you know, can go and take your stuff with you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's... It's the right thing to do. Yeah, yeah. If, this, if you're uncomfortable with this, we're cool. You know, just let us know. So yeah, that's good. To I, know. Well, we'll see what happens with the Lizzo <laughs> thing. Uh, reports that Reese Witherspoon and Jim Toth have finalized their divorce four months after the pair announced that they were uh, going to split, going to go their separate ways. So they have uh, apparently they finalized. Going living separate lives. Uh, the former couple who were together for 12 years. That's a uh, good run. Had a prenup in place and agreed on a parenting and a parenting plan for their 10 year old son, Tennessee. By the way, so. Did I tell you guys she showed up at a um my, a, a function that my brother was at recently? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh-oh. And uh, this is down in Virginia, and um, my brother's happily married, but uh, there were some single dudes there, and uh, Reese apparently is being pretty flirty. Oh, like, really? like younger guys, yeah, yeah. I would love to be around a flirty Reese with I know, girl. right? Yes. Okay. Um, how about this? This is kind of fun. Uh, Jam- Jamila Jamil uh, shared a photo on Instagram uh, featuring the Good Place cast members on the SAG after picket line. There have been some casts that have been kind of reuniting. Yes, and having, kind of having fun, it looks at the, like. At the yeah. pickets. And uh, so Kristen Bell, Ted Danson, Darcy Carden, uh, Nick Offerman, and Mark Evan Jackson all held picket signs alongside Jamil. Look at Nick Offerman's face. Uh, He's in the background. Oh, yeah, he looks <laughs> pissed weird. off. Uh, the She-Hulk actress wrote, uh, this show was one of the most beautiful experiences of our lives because every every member of the crew on that set and the vibe of the set changes the work on screen. And you can feel it vibrate through the art all the way to the audience. Uh, she said, what is being proposed reduces and eventually destroys this craft, the community, and this work because nothing created on a computer can ever embody that, uh, the humanity of people working as one. Uh, but they had a good time hanging out together. Reuniting. And it felt so good. How about this, man? Uh, John Mulaney announced via Instagram recently that he is teaming up with P. 
Pete Davidson and John Stewart for a joint comedy tour. Huh. That's, That's pretty huge. Yeah. And it's going to be in our area. When? So you, you saw John Mulaney in concert. Yeah. Uh, great. Yes. It was great. I mean, it was hilarious. I, you know, he is. Yeah. I mean, I think the idea is nice to do this multiple person tour, but I could just go see John Mulaney. Well, listen to this. The trio will be performing in Springfield, Maryland on September 8th, then Bethlehem, Pennsylvania right. on September 9th, and... Atlantic City, New Jersey on oh. September 10th. I'm going to go to that. So, yeah, 8th, 9th, and 10th and uh, those uh, the, the Bethlehem and uh, AC show obviously are in our area. So then it's obvious that they're going to all come in and do the show. Of course they will. Yeah. Uh, this is Mark Davidson's first tour since entering rehab earlier this summer. Tickets will be available to the general public on Friday. So the show in uh, Bethlehem Preston is at a place I don't know called the Wind Creek Event Center and okay. then uh, the ones in uh, AC are at Hard Rock Live at a, at a Arena. Wasn't awesome. that a shot of uh, Pete Davidson and John Stewart sitting courtside? Yeah, the, uh, yeah, they're beasts. I've seen John Stewart's uh, uh, comedy stand up a few times, and it's just it's great. It was um, um, one time when Pierre interviewed him; he did a show at the Tower Theater. It was just phenomenal. I mean, the dude spoke glowingly about WMMR. Yeah, thank you. He, he yeah. grew up listening to MMR. Yeah, I think he owes us, right? Okay, so they got two shows in Atlantic City that day. It's a Sunday show, which disappointed me, but they do have a three o'clock show, which for oh. me is attainable. Yeah. All right. Cool. Huh. Um, so we'll reach out to them, see if they yeah. can uh, check in with us. Um, Leslie David Baker, uh, the guy who played Stanley on The Office, yes. issued a statement to Instagram on Tuesday regarding the spinoff titled Uncle Stan that he launched a Kickstarter for in 2020. Baker said the project had been stalled due to COVID and the joint WGA sag after strike. He also shared that he will be refunding the $110,629.81 of the money that was raised and that he still plans to make the show once the strikes are over. Yeah, you know, of all the, I did, I think, two Kickstarter things that didn't reach fruition. Yeah, you know what? It didn't happen. So, with that. Yeah. So, he's returning the money. Yeah. Kickstarters don't have to return your money. I didn't get my money back. Can you, and I spend a quarter of a million dollars. Can, can people start a Kickstarter with the intention of never actually following through on the product Ooh. and they just keep that well, money? This you cannot peek into someone's heart and know what they're doing. Right. But the structure does allow someone to do something like that. I don't know because I haven't really read the verbiage or if there are checks and balances in that you are doing the, the research and the development that needs to be done to at least make an attempt at this product or product project, you know what I mean? So the, and then one of the things that I that I was a big Kickstarter um, I didn't, I mean, I put in some bucks, I didn't put in a ton, but it was basically, uh, you know, I would then get the product when I put my Kickstarter donation in. It was a uh, Kathy, it was, it was a sort of a, a computer responsive yoga mat. Oh. So that, you know, it, did, it didn't seem like an outlandish thing to produce right. and it, they never did it. I almost did it for an ironing board one time. Oh, yes. my God, really? Yeah. It was a rotating ironing board. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I need one of those. Right, right. Because they do get you with that. Yeah. They kind of know what you're into. I'd buy that. And you're saying, I'd, pay, I'd buy that for a dollar. Right. <laughs> but I mean, you know, so I think it was like 50 bucks I put in. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm curious about that. I mean, Where was, do that go? Yeah. All right, but he's giving the money back. Hey, well, good for him. Yeah, you don't really. Loser. You don't really hear. <laughs> no, not a loser. <laughs> I bet they could get. A decent amount of, amount of the cast to return for that. I, Flannery would do it. I bet you Creed, uh, the guy that played Oscar, um, 
you know, because it seems like some of those people, Krasinski's huge, and Carell probably would never do it, but uh, I think the rest of the cast probably would. Did you see the it was a video that went viral? It was Emily Blunt talking to Robert Downey Jr. They're both in Oppenheimer. Yeah. And um, uh, Krasinski yeah. kind of peeks in from the side, Preston, yeah. and Emily Blunt puts her hand on his head and just pushes him out. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's hilarious. Uh, we had mentioned uh, Greta Gerwig. It's her birthday today. Uh, she was on a, um, a podcast, a Smartless podcast, Ryan, and she sh- said that Ryan Gosling's um, Ryan Gosling had seen a connection between the Kens in Barbie and the men on The Bachelorette. Ah. She said, I've never seen The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, but Ryan Gosling, uh, when we started talking about Ken, he said, oh, the Kens remind me of how the contestants on The Bachelorette are when the women aren't around. Uh, Gerwig said, they don't know what to do with themselves. He said they're doing like push-ups and they kind of are competitive with each other. And if one guy wears glasses and then another guy wears glasses, he's like, no, you took my thing, man. I'm the glasses guy. <laughs> so he compares it. Now, I don't I have don't watch reference because I yeah. haven't seen the movie yet, but uh, it's kind of an interesting. Uh, Maris has given a full-on thumbs up that yeah. that's the way they portray it. Uh, that's cool. Uh, you know what? Uh, he, uh, I'm a big fan of his. He's been a lot of great stuff. La La Land Alone. Yeah. So good. Yep, he's wonderful in that movie. Uh, let's see. Got time for a couple other quick things. Do it! Uh, this is an interesting story. Uh, Idris Elba detailed a harrowing experience of being held at gunpoint. What? He was in a recent interview with the Daily Mail. He, the actor was uh, trying to help a woman who was being abused in public. What? He said, he said, I nearly lost my effing life after attempting to stop a man threatening his girlfriend outside of a club. This is like something Idris Alba would do. He said a guy was wailing on his missus, screaming in her face, Ow. I'll effing kill you and so on. So I come around and I go, look, look at how beautiful she is. Yeah. Why would you talk to this beautiful princess last night like that? And Elba's words did not go over well with the guy. He said he pulled out a gun, stuck it in my face and goes, oh. are you talking about my girl? He said, I thought I was trying to hit on her. Yeah. Um, and so the guy took the only responsible way out of that conversation. Yeah. Just pull a gun on him. He said, I remember thinking, don't play negotiations like that. <clears throat> he said, consequences, man. No, I'm not. No, she, she's big. And uh, he didn't He didn't reveal how the situation was resolved and everything. Dude, so. you know, think about that. You're, you're, you're trying to do something nice. You're there. Yeah. Kudos for him for trying. And then a gun is in your face. All right. And then this is another wild story. Uh, so Guy Fieri. I haven't talked to Guy in a while. Uh, detailed a terrifying experience that became a wake-up call for him when he was 19 years old. So he was on, uh, Brooke Shields has a podcast. He was on there. And <laughs> it's amazing how many people right? have podcasts. He said, he, uh, the host said he was uh, falsely accused of drunk driving in a fatal car crash. I remember reading this story. Hey, listen to this. He said, I was in a fatality car accident when I was 19, when I was in college. I wasn't driving. I was in the back seat, and unfortunately, I was with a bunch of guys, and they were drinking. Uh, he was a student at University of uh, Nevada, Las Vegas at the time. He said, we were screwing off. We were actually down at the drag boat races in Vegas, and he said, that the driver sped off after seeing a police car. He said, we got chased, and the car flipped, and the guy next to me was killed. He said, it was horrific. Everybody was messed up. And after being airlifted to the hospital, he said that he was handcuffed to the gurney with everybody in that car saying that I was the one one that was driving. Ah, 
Oh, man. And he chalked this up to the fact that the driver and the other passengers all had served in the military together. He was later arrested in his dorm room, but he said the cops knew that he wasn't the one responsible for the crash, and he didn't reveal how the case came or uh, was resolved, came to be resolved. So, so is it, uh, I didn't read this part of the story. Is he suggesting that they stuck together because they were military? They were all buddies. They were. They, oh, he said okay. they all served in the military together. Oh, okay. And so they were all drunk. So Looking out for each other. They yeah. blamed him. Odd man out. Wrong thing to do. Uh, he said that he tells his kids, don't trust anybody to drive you. Don't trust what anybody puts in a drink and gives you. Don't trust anybody who tells you this is safe or this is smart. You have to be the master of your domain. You have to be in control of your environment. That's one thing I did years ago. I actually twice got out of a vehicle because I did not trust the person driving. You know, um, you, yeah. you, got, it, you can make that call, yeah, man. So, and, and go ahead, you know, yep. make, make a bad call or, or, you know, avoid something like this. Yeah. All right, it's Friday. Movies are opening. Let's Ooh. talk about it. We'll start with this. Meg to the Trench is opening. A sci-fi thriller starring Jason Statham, uh, Jing Wu, and Paige Kennedy. Pitted against colossal Megs and relentless environmental blunder- plunders, our heroes from who survived the first encounter with prehistoric sharks must outrun, outsmart, and outswim their merciless predators in a pulse-pounding race against time. We could explain it more, but why would it really matter? Uh, running time, an hour and 56 minutes long. Rated PG 13, wide release in theaters, and Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 23%. My son loved the first one, loved it, and he's in camp right now. And he's like, When I get home from camp, can we go see the Meg 2? You know, like, All right, sure, why not? The first one had a sense of humor, it's still horrible, but it had a little bit of a sense of humor to it that was okay. All right, and then uh, number two is Till Death to a Spark. Action thriller starring Natalie Byrne, Cam uh, Gigandent, and Jason Patrick. Uh, a runaway bride must fight for survival against her vengeful former fiancé and his seven deadly groomsmen. Uh, it's an hour and 40 minutes long. Rated R. I don't have the score on here. Steve, it didn't print up. Are you kidding me? Well, I think the second page got lost. What in the hell? I don't what? remember what it was. Uh, it is uh, at a... And by the way, 43%. We just spoke to Orlando Bloom. Uh, He's one of the... Jones. uh, Orlando Jones. I'm sorry. Orlando Bloom. Uh, He's one of the groomsmen in that movie. So, all right. And there you go. That's what I have. There was another one if you want. Corner office. Don't see it. 27%. No one does. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Now we have the clips. The Beanie Bobble tells the story of the unlikely and inescapable rise of the Beanie Baby Toys, Kathy. <laughs> this is awesome. In this clip, Elizabeth Banks shares what she thought was compelling about the toys history. I just feel like this is about women who created their own lane, their own story, took control of their life, you know, despite um, this huge personality that Ty Warner is and represents and still is to this day, you know, that they were able to carve out their own sense of self um, apart from him. I thought was really fascinating. Shut the f*** up! Uh, The Beanie Bubble is available now on Apple TV+. (laughs) Here's the next clip. A group of assassins takes on human traffickers in the new movie The Collective. And here, director Tom DiNucci... Hmm. 
talks about avoiding action movie tropes while filming the movie's fight scenes. You watch these movies where it's like they're getting hit 15 times in the face and they're still coming back. That does not happen in real life, especially when you're dealing with these are highly trained assassins. So we really just wanted the fights to be simple but nasty and like, whoa, violent, you know? Play you. Uh, the collective is showing in theaters for a limited release starting today. Uh-huh. That's it. That's what I got for you. It's well done. Entertainment report for Friday, August the fourth. We welcome you to our program today. We have bunches to get to, including um, comedian Gary Owen, who's going to be stopping in the nine o'clock hour. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. So hang out. We'll be gone for just a moment. Nick McElwain tonight from 8 to 10 at the Beer Garden in Eakins Oval for a special Pearl Jam theme night powered by Milk Boy. Check out the Oval every weekend, Friday through Sunday for family-friendly events now through August 20th. Sponsored by Parks and Rec and the Philly Parkway Council. Hang with the MM Army tomorrow from 2 to 4 at Rita's of Mayfair, 7112 Frankfurt Avenue for an MM Barbecue ticket raid. Enjoy your favorite Rita's treats and enter for a chance to win a pair of tickets, which will be given away every 15 minutes. I'm going to give a little butt plug here. There is a um, GoFundMe that is set up. We have it on PrestonandSteve.com. It's for a Philadelphia police officer, uh, Arsenio Perez. He was uh, he was shot. This was in uh, October 2021. It's terrible. Uh, he is undergone 10 surgeries and procedures with more uh, because his uh, mobility of his right arm is currently unable to work for the police so he's uh, recovering and he's he's doing better and he's trying to get back to the job they love so there is a fundraiser that's happening uh, to help him uh, repair what needs to be repaired and get everything fixed so we had that available uh, at PrestonSteve.com so if you get a chance click on there take a look if it's something you want to donate to please do so and there are other great events and uh, stuff that you can Check on the community page of com. As you said, be, a lot of these are places you're probably going to be going to anyway. Yeah. And you go do some some good and, uh, you know, enjoy all the stuff they're offering. And a lot of times, like 40 bucks, yeah. 50 bucks, and you get food and, and uh, wait, uh, booze and booze. Booze and foos. Yeah. Uh, covered in that, so... <laughs> Um, last night, we were happy to bring back to the Delaware Valley the presidency belly flop championship. Yeah. Uh, we, were, we weren't sure what to expect. No. Because uh, this is an event where we just say, hey, come out and show up. See if people show up. And when I, when I was walking into the event, I'm like, oh, man, is anybody going to be here? Huh. And uh, by the time we got started, the place was absolutely packed. So I told you, I got there about 515. I wanted to get there early because, you know, traffic in and around that area could be nightmare. So I said, let me just get there, relax, walk around. And it was like, not a lot of people there. And I'm like, oh, man. Because oh, no. there have been some clouds. And I'm like, are people being turned away? Within a period, Preston, of about 45 minutes, it packed in like crazy. Yep. So we had a great crowd last night. Um, a lot of familiar faces and a whole lot of new faces. It was yeah. You asked the crowd, who's a newbie? And tons of hands went up. Yeah. There was a there was a, a, a big cheer from the crowd uh, when we said that. But we, we got it. Um, you know, it's such a great place to have the event. It's such a cool layout. And I was excited about how everything looked. And it went off wonderfully. I think it's one of the best ones we've ever had. Absolutely. To be I got to tell you, too, if there aren't a number of people 
people waking up today with red stomachs oh because we had some world-class <laughs> belly flops. Most definitely. So, you know what? I'll go ahead and mention the yeah, uh, our winners uh, in third to first place. Uh, coming in third place, uh, for the artist formerly known as Sexy Chewbacca, yeah. Dick <laughs> Slimmons. Uh-huh. His real name's Brian Gilderman, and uh, Brian's been to tons of our events, and he recently went through a big weight loss. 160 pounds or something? He used to come dressed up as Chewbacca, but he was doing a uh, he was doing a, a tribute to Richard Simmons. Right. So he was Dick Slimmons. <laughs> and he ended up coming in uh, third place, and the the picture that we saw at uh-huh. the start of the show this morning. That was him. God bless him. He is a wonderful person, but he has the hairiest ass I've ever oh seen. He has the hairiest life. everything. And uh-huh. he loves showing it off. And the, the, the weird thing is, uh, not weird, but he's, so a lot of that weight loss was predicated on the fact that he has a hernia that he's, you know, getting corrected. So he, he almost looks like a high, he almost looks like a um, hieroglyphic drawing of himself because his body just has a weird shape to it right now, but he's, he's changing everything. That hair you can't get rid of Though. I wonder if it's doctor knows that with a hernia that he's going stomach first into a pool like that or not. That fearless. Can't be good. And his performance was fearless. And Kathy, you said something about his thong. You're like, why even wear it? At this point? <laughs> I mean, where is the back part of the bathing suit? Oh my god! <laughs> I, so he came in third place. Coming in second place, this guy was a crowd favorite. Oh my yeah. god! That people loved him. He was called the Irish Car Bomber. <laughs> yep. And he was essentially a leprechaun. They dragged him out uh-huh. in a, a wagon where his <laughs> legs were obscured and it looked like he was a, a, a leprechaun. Like, he was really tiny and he had <laughs> he had golden boots on his knees oh, so and funny. his uh, his goatee was was uh, was orange and he played the part wonderfully. He was my favorite and he won the first round. He, yes, had, he, he had did. two or three perfect scores and, yep. uh, and he ended up not winning the whole thing, but uh, he was just phenomenal. Yeah. His real name is Chris Conway, by the way. He's from Bridgeport. There were a lot of people from Bridgeport. There yeah. were oh, yeah. a ton. A yeah. whole crew with them. Uh-huh. And, and I made a comment about Bridgeport, and a couple of them came over to me. They're like, what, how did you know? You're not from Bridgeport. I was like, my brother lives there. I know about Bridgeport. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and that guy was a real trooper, and I talked to his son afterwards. His yes. son was the one who was playing the bagpipes, and, uh, and you could see that when he was getting up onto the platform, he had a hard time getting up there. Yeah. And, and so he's got bum knees. Like, his son was yeah. telling me his, his knees are basically bone on bone. Ugh. Not only yeah. does he had bum knees. He was in a really bad motorcycle accident oh, uh, that some friends of his were telling me about yeah, a little yeah. while back. Wow, so okay. he's he was a trooper because by the time he had, there was a flop off, we had we had a tie and then we had to do another one. So he had all total. I think he went in four times. Yeah, which for the, with the guy with the bad knees, Dude, and he sold it every yeah, time. But that presentation coming out with the bagpipes, with yeah. him looking like a little person in a uh, in that wagon, that was that like was cardboard good. classic yeah. level presentation. But after he's, he he's did, been to the cardboard classic yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, after he did his first flop, he came up out of the water, and Kathy and I saw his face. We're like, oh no, oh no! He I can't don't, do this again. I don't think he wants to do this anymore. <laughs> like and then he, he did it like five more times. But and that that was like that's why I gave him the score I gave him because he hit like, uh-huh. like yeah. that was a belly flop. He got you know had a, a sting and uh, he did it really well. I liked that. I liked all of them. But and he then was great. Uh, coming in first place, it was his uh, third time at, at giving it a <laughs> shot, and he finally did it. Carnage the clown ended up winning our championship last night. 
Uh, and he is, he's been out before. He's, you know, he's got this scary, horrible, horror movie clown yeah. uh, type of persona that he plays. And uh, finally, his last dive, his last belly flop was perfect. That's I, it was a perfect score. Pierre ended up being one of our judges and yeah. he got a he got a 40 across it's the board. It was tens. Easily the most water displacement of the night. Like <laughs> like he yeah. he caused a wave. <laughs> yeah. When he hit the water. Um but he was dressed uh, with the clown scary clown face but as a Baywatch lifeguard. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. I forgot. Because he led off the entire first yeah, round, yeah. and he came out wearing the 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 one the 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 one piece bathing suit from Baywatch, and he's in slow motion. <laughs> he had the little buoy with yeah, him, yeah. and it was great. He had a big uh, uh, blonde wig, and uh, and he really sold it. Hey Nick, what was the name of the uh, the guy who was our quote unquote lifeguard that was in the water? Oh my God! Oh, uh, Mike. Mike. Yes. Okay. Yeah, he wanted me to definitely give him a shout out today. He, he, asked, you got, me, yeah. he asked me. I go. Go ask Casey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, let me mention the other competitors. Yeah, please. Uh, we All had, great. We had the wonderful, magnificent Manthe Romano. Oh, man. God. Portrayed I, by Michael uh, Chiamento. So w- when I saw, I walked in. He was the first person I saw. He screamed my name. I was <laughs> like, oh, my God. So I started talking to him. I'm like, you look great. You look awesome. I, I didn't know. I knew he had the tattoo of me as the Statue of Liberty on his thigh. Yes. But I didn't know that the whole theme was Manthe until it, and then it all made sense. I was like, oh, that's why he has lipstick, a wig, whatever. I told him afterwards, I was like, salsa dancing? Oh, yeah. Made it. Like, he yeah. did salsa awesome. dancing, yeah. I, I actually looked and, listen, he didn't go, to, you know, he, it wasn't like he was some professional salsa dancer, but like, at one point I was like, did he watch like a couple of my videos? Because like, he did this one move and I was like, we used to do that all the time. Yeah, the uh, preliminary round is, uh, you know, it's judged upon the uh, presentation yeah. as well as the flop. And then the, the championship round is just, you know, flop only. And his, pre- his presentation was so good. I agree. I told yeah. him, and a lot of them said, and some of the newbies said, uh, you know, that they're coming back because everyone brought something that really made them a competitor at some level. So, and he, his flop was just not quite what it should have been because he went in at an angle. But otherwise, yeah. the presentation leading up was flawless. Uh, we also had uh, Mr. Peanut. Mr. Peanut! Actually, Mike Javorko, the famous Mr. Peanut from our cardboard classic came and he brought <laughs> the tattered remains of his Mr. Peanut costume. Yeah. And he jumped in and did a belly flop and has now forever ruined that. It's gone. It's, yeah. it's, it got completely waterlogged. But uh, his flop was only so-so compared to the others. Yeah. But the video of him going in yeah. is hilarious. <laughs> so we've watched that, and we thank Mike uh, for coming out once again. Uh, then we had uh, the wiener flopper. Wiener oh, flopper was oh, pretty amazing. Yeah, we saw his ball, his yeah. left ball. Uh, Justin Moore, uh, he's, a, he's a DJ nightclub. He goes by DJ Moore, by the way. He was having a great time. And he he was wearing a hot dog costume, but unbeknownst to us, underneath that, he'd stripped it off, and he, he had over his crotch a big plush hot dog. Right. I asked him initially, Preston, because he's wearing that full hot dog costume, and we just yeah. seen Mr. Peanut have an issue because that kind of, you know, tamped down his flop. Yep. Uh, and he looks at me, and he goes, it won't be an issue at all. He takes it off, and then he just has that thing over his uh, unit. And the best part is when he came out, besides seeing his nut, is he ringed out his hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. Uh, then we also 
had uh, I, now this one was my favorite to be honest. Um, Interesting. I thought she did the best oh. belly flop yeah. of them all. She did. Hot Flash was her name. Yep. Kristen D. Mark. Uh, she's from Sicklerville, and man, was she good. Well, she is, she had the best form of them all. I thought. Yeah, so she's a diver, but like uh, like a collegiate diver. Like she, you know, she dove at LaSalle. Didn't, uh, didn't know that case because what she did is when she dove. Her arms went completely back, yeah. and then every her stomach was absolutely in perfect position. She arched, arced her back, yeah, arched and, it, yeah. and there was for and she wasn't huge by any stretch of the imagination, oh. but the smack was audible. Yeah, she, no, she was so pretty. I saw her afterwards, and I was like, "How did you like went in the pool and you still yeah. look so pretty? Like her hair <laughs> looks really nice." And, <laughs> and she was she had a crew with them. They all had hot flash T shirts yes, on, yeah. and they were she cheering her on. I, I thought she, I, I thought she was going to make it to the final round, but the judges did. You know, well, the presentation the lacked uh, just a bit. Just a yeah. Bit. yeah. I yeah. gave her. I gave her a high score. I really liked her. All right, and then we had uh, another female contestant. Bogues was her name. <laughs> oh yeah, Erica oh, Bogle. And that's so why much she attitude. By. She was yeah. insane. Yeah, like I was asking her questions, and she died. She was saying whatever was on her <laughs> whatever mind. Whatever she wanted. Uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> but she and and she's been in the contest before, and I remember her in years past jumping really high. Yes, and throwing her arms back. This time she just kind of fell off. Yeah. I think it was because she was hammered. I was going to say, I think yeah. she had a little bit to drink. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, there was also a part of her costume or, or, or that Casey and I were wondering because it looked like she had some sort of bathing suit yes. on under her t-shirt. She did, and it was a man's hairy chest. Yeah. And I wish she would have taken she off her shirt. To. Did she forget? Yeah. 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 I'm like, why didn't you? T- you know, do-? and she's like, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> you know? she, she, took, she took two beers yeah. Yeah. and smashed them over her head, which was very cool, like Steve Austin. That Steve Austin, yeah. yeah. But Preston, you would ask her direct questions, and the answer had nothing to do with what oh, yeah. you just asked her. Yeah. I go, she was with a bunch of people. They were all wearing um, T-shirts that said Rib House on them, yeah. right? Yeah. And I go, hey, where are all these people from? She's like, uh, Bridgeport, Conshohocken, King of Prussia. I'm like, no, but they're all wearing the shirts. Oh, she goes, F and Rib House, man. <laughs> she was great. The group for Bridgeport. She was awesome. Uh, then we had the Hebrew Hammer, who has been in a few times. A former winner. He was wonderful as always. Now, the Hebrew Hammer was uh, hampered, I think, by familiarity with his presentation. Yeah. He is He is, He is. is at goat level for sure. Yeah. But uh, and I think even he realizes he needs to, uh, and he will. I'm sure he'll come with an, an improved presentation. But we'd seen it before. Yeah. And he probably should rename himself to the Hebrew Hammered. Yeah. <laughs> Although he was more drunk at Keenan than he, he was. was at this event. Uh, his name's Jeremy, by the way. Jeremy uh, Vogley. He's we love him. awesome. He is the best. <laughs> uh, then we had, okay, so Sergeant Flops. I Sergeant Flops. Yeah. Scott Flowers. This dude is cut. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. he is in awesome the shape. Marine he's yes. a uh, He's a uh, uh, former Marine, or once a Marine, always, yeah, always a Marine. Marine. Yeah. Uh, but nonetheless, he'd, he'd served time in the Marine Corps and had done tours of duty. And uh, he looked great, but he, he tried to do a sideways flip twist in the air and then land on his stomach it didn't work mm. um and i was like well let's let him i just score him yeah, on that yeah. first one but i want to see what he was trying to do he did it again and he wasn't able to do it but i talked to him later on <laughs> he's coming back well he said he goes man he goes 
I was, he said I was really nervous. Yeah. He said, I, I, he said what I should have done was just done a regular basic belly flop. Mm-hmm. And if I made it to the second round, then done. tried that yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. The, the trick that I wanted to do. Yeah, Preston, I talked to him afterwards as well. And he said he's practiced it a bunch, 99 times out of 100. He yep. nails that flip. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, I've been in battles before. I've never been this nervous <laughs> as I was today. It was, it was a bit of stage fright. Yeah. Such a good guy. I yeah. think also, Nick, had he had... Two or three feet more vertical. Yes. Uh, yeah. Like if the stand had been higher, he would have rotated enough to execute it. I think that was the only issue. But I will say, uh, he gave us a great picture. We're looking at a picture yeah. here in the studio, it's awesome. and uh, and uh, you know our photographers and videographers were there capturing everything, and we got a really great shot of him. Yeah, thanks to William Kane Photography, he took the pictures. Yeah. They're fantastic. And uh, Nick Murphy and Sean McDonald did the video. So great to see Nick Murphy yeah. Most and Sean. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, uh, we have a photo gallery up now at PrestonSteve.com. Marissa just brought in uh, the list. And, and keep going until you find the Dick Slimmons hairy ass <laughs> picture. And then the last contestant was the Nutty Irishman, two-time champ. Yes. And he brought, uh, you know, the the, the, uh, the the bagpipes as well. And uh, he sold it actually... Uh, you know, it was uh, smashing uh, um, uh, Guinness yes. above his head yeah. and, and the well, whole routine, and it was excellent. Uh, but he just got nudged out by the other contestants. I love uh, his, his name is Mark Kaiser, by the way. He had a small trophy press, and yeah. everyone was, was in a really fun way talking smack. And he said he handed it the other the other Irish gentleman said, "Here's your second place trophy." He yeah. wanted to three Pete so badly, yeah. and and Kath and Nick. I want to ask you guys because you guys were also judges, uh, because I. I to the people who didn't win afterwards, I was like, I'm so sorry. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I felt the same way, Casey. Yeah. I, it's, you don't want to give people bad scores, and but you also have to be fair to all the contestants. Yeah. You know, a couple times there were flops that weren't great or the presentation lacked a little bit, and so you just you wanted to be fair to all the contestants. But a couple times Casey got booed because you're critical when it comes to the flops. <laughs> well, but we I, say that. That's, yeah, that's yeah. his job. And There's nothing wrong with that. But, uh, but when the boos happen, it still hurts a little bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, the entire crowd's booing you. Uh-huh. A judge should be critical. That's yeah. your yes. job. You know, when you're there. It's well, and you guys did something that's essential. And you would, right at the outset, you, you left a buffer. Yeah. Right, yes, for the possibility of someone being better. So, mm-hmm. uh, and, and that's, I think that's why the judging we had, uh, it was really kind of on the money. By the way, if you're a judge, your job is to be critical unless you're Pierre Robert and you just give the same score as Kathy. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. That's all, I, that's all yeah. he did. Yeah, every he did. every single one. But, like, for <laughs> Carnage, who went first, like, I mean, he was the first person and it was a great flop. The presentation yep. was great. Yep. The flop itself was great. And I'm like, I want to give him a 10, but he's first. So I, I, I had to judge yeah. him, like, yeah. I, I judged him a little bit less and then everybody else was basically based on on, on, on what Carnage, Carnage yeah. you've done, yeah. Preston, you mentioned that uh, you know Pierre didn't get there uh, <laughs> at the beginning of it, and so uh, he came in between the uh, the first round and then the finals. And I, you guys were chatting for a little bit on one side of the where the pool was, and then he came over and he sat down next to me, Casey and Kathy, and I had to explain to him like four times how we score, and he's like, "So you." You show you hold a, a nine. And I was like, well, you can it hold. It. Yeah. yeah, you can select your number. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so basically he was just like, I'm gonna do what Kathy does, <laughs> and that's exactly what he did. And Kathy, that was so funny because I think Nick gave a half, uh, like let's say eight and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, oh, we're doing half scores. Yeah. Casey's like, we have to do half scores. I was like, I'm not doing half scores. And then like you did half scores. Yeah, two yeah, people, and I was like, yeah. wait a minute, I need this half. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, we have our champion on the line, oh. Carnage. Say Carnage. How you doing, buddy? I'm all right. A little sore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you real? Like, your chest is sore? 
Uh, a little bit, but more noted. I just noticed this morning I have bruises on my biceps from oh my. slapping the water. <gasps> yeah, dude, you, but I, your ability, especially on that last flop, I mean, it literally created, literally created a tidal wave towards the judges. It was uh, fantastic. Uh, that, that is all. As soon as I hit the water, I had a feeling that it was, well... The feeling was pain. But I had a feeling that it was a solid, a solid flop. Yeah, that was excellent. And, and I'm a little hoarse this morning too from all the yelling. Oh, that is sure. great. By the way, just to remind people, uh, you you are you're going to be at Valley of Fear. That's where you uh, you this this yeah. scary persona of yours uh, that'll be around uh, Halloween, right? Yes, that is me and my counterparts. New uh, new uh, home. Counterparts. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> it's the Valley of Fear in uh, Fisherville. Yeah. All Carnage. Right. Uh, two things. Uh, first, give out uh, your Instagram so people can follow you and see some of these pictures. Uh, it's Carnage with a K. Dot Clown with a K. Okay. And then uh, secondly, um, I noticed this at the beginning, but I don't know if everybody else did. You actually had uh, a balloon animal uh, <laughs> in, in, inside your suit uh, representing uh, your wang, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, instead of stuffing the brawl of the of the bathing suit to be like Pam Anderson or whatever, I thought that was too easy. <laughs> so I figured I'd go for the the crotch stuff. I made a balloon animal penis. Oh, there, there yeah. were a number of crotch yeah. you know, crotch things. Uh, one, I think it was Manti yeah. produced a fish. Yes, yes. yes. The, the yeah, China. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. on, on the first. On the first flop, when I hit the water, the balloon popped. Yeah. <laughs> so the, I was just left with the uh, the giblets. Let's say. <laughs> it was great. It was yeah, great. They asked me if I had somebody's labia down there. <laughs> that was the best. It was man. great presentation, man. Nice, nicely done. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. And so three third times a charm. That's what you said to us before you went in, yeah. and you sure enough lived up to it, man. Yeah. yeah I didn't want to. I didn't want to leave without at least placing after mm -hmm. right. hey. these attempts. You had to be, and you were you were all very cool. Uh, it was very uh, you know fraternal or, uh, or just familial with your your competitors, and everyone just seemed to be oh, having yeah. a great time. You yeah, guys, everybody, were... everybody was so everybody. And all three times I've done this, yeah, everybody, all the contestants have gotten along. There's never been any like nobody's been mean yeah. or trying to sabotage. Everybody's been really cool, really friendly. But that just goes to show the kind of event you put on. Uh, yeah, thanks, well, thanks, and, thanks. and listen, I, I was talking to the nutty Irishman's uh, son about this afterwards because they also go to cardboard classic yeah. and they built sleds and stuff like that and this is the truth yeah. i'm not this isn't just me um you know uh blowing smoke this event does not is not successful without you without you know, you know like people aren't there to, to, to see us they, they're there to see a belly flop you know challenge and championship and so when you guys go out there and, and you put together the skits and the and the outfits and and all of that like that's what it's all about so thank you so much for for taking part in the contest Right. Oh, and you're welcome. But thank you guys. But see, you guys bring a different level to your show and to how you act and how you are with your fans that you bring better quality fans, uh, for lack of a better term. Very kind, man. Very kind. Quality people, and you don't have that <laughs> master people being mean. You don't have the crappy part of people. <laughs> yeah, except for that group from Bridgeport. <laughs> they would be pretty harsh. <laughs> Those were such a sweetheart last night. Yeah. No, yes. He was a little... Uh, Intoxicated, yeah. but she was very, very nice. She was awesome. Carnage, I love yeah. the beginning of, of your presentation because, it, you know, initially it was a Baywatch, and you did the slow motion running, you were flipping <laughs> your hair, you had the, the Baywatch theme, the pancake plate. It was really, it was well thought out and well executed. 
Yeah, that was honestly, I was on the fence about doing it this year. <clears throat> and then uh, Grin, the other client, he he said you guys were have uh, were talking about having a hard time getting contestants. So I was like, I'm only doing it if I come up with a good. There's got to be a solid bit, otherwise uh-huh. it's not worth it because <laughs> I know what it takes to win. Yeah, well, so you did watching other competitors do it. Yeah, and I, that's what I landed on. I don't know how I landed there, but that's what I landed on, and uh-huh. I actually found a bathing suit that fit me. <laughs> perfect. That was perfect. I'm still back in Bridgeport. Went after she was out. Well, first of all. She- I don't know if you guys noticed this. She thought she was in the second round, and she was, like, over there with two beers to, like, do it again. Uh, oh, and she I was, didn't. like, standing. Yeah, and then she walked away, and I saw her, and she was like, oh, I didn't know. Um, but after they re- after they knew she wasn't in it, they I, I think it was Car Bomb that, that they were, like, back. Like, they picked somebody yes. else to back, and they yep. were cheering. On, so, uh, yeah, that was cool. Yeah. All right, Carnage, well, congratulations. You are indeed the champion, my man. We're very proud of you, and, and Thank thanks you. for making that event what it is. All right, bud? Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. Have a great weekend. Yeah. Real name is Ryan Ross, by the way. Yeah. Hey, and also, I don't know if you guys talked to these people, but there was a um, like a social meetup group. Yes. Did you? Yes. Okay. Yeah, they, yeah. Were, they were terrific. They, yeah. One of the one of the guys that like runs it. Um, he's a fan of our show, and so it was like um, twenty five people. It was. He said yeah. thirty five people came, oh. and so yeah, he picked last night. He picked the belly flop contest at Valley Forge to come, and and the whole group was there. Oh. I was talking to a woman. Um, I, oh wait, her name was Rita. She goes, you can remember Rita's water ice. Uh, she <laughs> was was not a listener. Was not familiar with us. Yeah. Yeah. Came out to this meetup group with all of her friends, and she is, I think she might be like one of our biggest fans now. She was like, This is great. You guys are awesome. I'm listening tomorrow. She's like, That's it. She's like, This is going to be so great. I have something to listen to when I'm sitting in the car when I need oh. something to do. So, yeah, we got a new listener. I just love when that happens when people come out to events like like Keenan's and or the cardboard class and or this or other stuff that we're working on. Yeah. And they see, I mean, you go out for a Thursday happy hour and see matted, hairy ass. It's like you're not going to forget that. Man, I, I really dropped the ball last night. I completely forgot to um, bring a Sharpie and a Band-Aid because people were asking to sign my, my Band-Aid last night. I, I'm like, I can't believe I, I, I completely forgot that I had said that. Uh, by the way, I, I went over and met um, uh, the gentleman who ran the... Uh, um, uh, the food truck. Yes. Oh, excellent. Uh, and he is a diehard President Steve fan. And uh, as is standard course, I forgot his name. Uh, but <laughs> I apologize. But we went over and took a picture. And I, I took a gander at the uh, the menu because you had the Pierre Burger. Which he which he grabbed, by the way. He took a to-go oh, nice. uh, burger last night. Which was uh, guacamole, pickled jalapenos, and shredded lettuce. It was a vegetarian uh, sandwich. Uh, the smash burger. Oh, we had uh, the glappy soft pretzel. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, and the... I think the not your mom's meatball sub. I think that was a, a nod to your mom's meatballs. Maybe Nick. No I'm kidding. Not, I didn't I'm try really either of those. Hundred percent sure on that. But he had renamed or had created some uh, menu items in honor of the Preston Steve show, and it smelled so good. By I didn't the way, have time to eat. So I took a smash burger to go that oh, he did, yeah. uh, and uh, I think they make their own chips or something because I was nibbling on those. But everyone was raving about the food. Nice. So uh, we had a great time. Wonderful. Thank you to Valley Forge uh, Casino Resort and uh, Valley Beach, and that's just a cool spot. It's yeah. just great. And by the way, there were lots of people there. There were, I don't know if there were lots, but I know there were some people, I was told, that had no idea what was going on <laughs> and were staying at the resort yeah. and wandered into this event <laughs> and were like, just, you know, befuddled, just beside themselves yeah, yeah, yeah. as to what they stumbled into. So, I love that That's fact. Great. Yeah. Uh, it was fantastic. So, um, you know what? I... It's, 
real quick, we're not going to have a whole lot of time to do some things since we have guests and we're going to do a connoisseur later on. Ooh. Do I have time to do just a couple of real quick uh, junk drawer items? Oh, junk drawer. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, because it's a weekend. And yeah. It's a small drawer. Yeah. I want, yeah, we'll just do the. the, it's the junk drawer. Preston's cleaning out his junk drawer. Getting things out of his junk drawer. Finding stuff here in the junk drawer. Thank you, Kyle. All right, let me dig in here. All right, so, yeah, I found something here, and I think this is worth passing along because it's kind of serious. But Hyundai and Kia are recalling nearly 92,000 newer SUV and sedans because they are at the risk of catching fire. So much so that the dealers, until they can perform a free fix, drivers are told to park their car outside and away from any structures. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. What? That's not a good sign. So, listen, they make... They make some fine automobiles, but like my neighbor, I told you, was dealing with the fact he has a Kia. It's a fine-looking car, but uh, it, it this whole thing with this USB method of turning the ignition and starting the car, they're being stolen like crazy. So not a good year for uh, Kia. So here are the vehicles. So you have the uh, the Palisade SUVs, the t- the uh, t- uh, Tucson, Tucson. It's not Tucson, Tucson, is it? It is Tucson. TC. C- oh, that's, a, that's a misprint, then. It's, it's a Tucson. My, okay, uh, my mother-in-law has one. Uh, then it must be T-S-C-O-N. Okay, SUVs. Uh, the Sonata sedans, Elantra sedans. This is all 2023 models, by the oh, way. Oh, man. Uh, Kona SUVs, uh, the Kia Soul hatchbacks, the Kia Sportage SUVs, and Kia Seltos. Um, so those are all 2023 models. So the problem is due to a malfunctioning defect involving a transmission oil pump. At this part, um, short circuits. Drivers, drivers may notice... Smoke coming from underneath the vehicle. Smell a burning or melting odor. Be unable to turn the engine off. Or see the check engine or other warning lights illuminated on the dashboard. Listen, besides the easy thefts and fire, it's a hell of a car. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Kia and Hyundai say that uh, owners can continue driving these vehicles, but they should just be parked outside until they're Away from dynamite. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. The automaker also say that they will offer owners reimbursement for out-of-pocket expenses related to the recall. Uh, so far, there have been no fires, crashes, or injuries related to this recall, but they are definitely saying if you have one of those, uh, park it outside. You ever bring a vehicle back because of a, uh, a recall? I just did. You did? Yeah, with, with a Subaru Outback, I had a battery issue, and uh, I took it over to Rafferty, Casey. Those guys are awesome, and um, and they replaced it uh, free of cost. You know, So it was just one of those things where like uh, several different models of Outbacks and Subarus had battery issues. So and- I've never had anything pre- that pressing, Nick, where I couldn't just wait till when I was getting yeah. the inspection done for them to do it then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've had it where I've taken it in uh, for something else, and they'll say, oh, by the way, there's yes. a recall in this part. Oh, and it sets oh. on fire. There you go. Have you so, used the new fire function? And then they'll take care of it. Yeah. So. All right, so I definitely wanted to pass that along. All right, uh, let's see. A couple other quick things. All right, here we go. Mattel is hunting for someone to help promote its new Uno game, and applicants are most definitely welcome. The company is asking enthusiasts of the card game to apply on TikTok for a chance uh, at the part-time post of Chief Uno Player. Are you uh, all Uno fans? Yeah. 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 Uh, I haven't played in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but uh, the gig will be based in New York for four weeks, huh. starting in September. Responsibilities include playing the new game Uno Quattro for four hours a day, four days a week. Applicants must be U.S. residents and aged 18 or over to be selected for the job, which pays $4,444.44 a week. Um, the uh, global head of games, Ray Adler, said that we're constantly looking to create new ways for fans to engage with Uno and the new uh, nationwide search for the first ever chief Uno player. We're bringing in-person gameplay to fans in a way that they've never experienced it before. Are you? Do you guys play that you're not allowed to go out on a draw four or a wild? I play that I don't play. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's um, my... Mind. I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, I don't think so. There are a handful of of, of, of your own uh, interpretation of the rules that you can do. Like, can you add on those plus four wild cards to... I forgot uh, what what the what the play is that people are kind of controversial it's, about on that. It's kind of a, a game you play with kids that are in between like six and ten. Yeah, yeah. right. Like when when they get older than that, you don't play it as much. We we not only had Uno, we had bought a couple of different versions. Yeah. There was a Uno Spin. Yes, yeah. Uh, and Uno, there was one where you hit the button and it would spit the cards out. Yeah, Uno um, Felch. Uno <laughs> Felch. Yeah. Uh, but we we had a few different varieties of the game, which made it more you know fun and interesting. A few different rule changes. I, I wish I liked them. I, I I think I'm just incredibly ADD when it comes to that. So uh, uh, you know, and I I just can't sit there. But when people seem to be having a good time, yeah. but I I just can't do it. Yeah, we got good ones that you can bring down to the beach. They're yeah. like plastic and leave ones. them there. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> is it Steve? Is it the because what I've found is when I'm learning a new card game, yeah, that at first it's like okay, I got to buckle down and figure out how this. This game is played. But once we get into the game and start and you get a rhythm for it, then it becomes fun. It's gotta be something because I I've I've I sit down and learn video games. Yeah. Like like I'll I'll learn I don't know what it is. I don't know why that is approachable for me, but a card game and you you take out a board and set it out and put little pieces on it and I want to die. Well it might be something about like the being on a screen or whatever. Maybe like, that's it. You know, you yeah. like movies so much and, and maybe yes. that sort of translates to video games. That's a good point. Uh, Preston, that's how I felt about Catan. There's no way I'm ever gonna learn this. And then I started getting into it and yeah. I'm playing it and it gets competitive and people and yeah. uh, I'm not I usually don't win, uh, but I love playing it. It's it's, it's, a, it's it's so much fun. Yeah. Do you know some knockoff game? Have you ever played Chris Catan? Uh, no, yeah. I have not played that. Really walk uh, eat up an apple real fast. <laughs> but I do want to learn how to play games that I've never learned, like hearts. What and about Pinochle? Pinochle, hearts, and spades, and euchre, they're all very, very similar. Really? I, yeah, I play all of them. In fact, uh, I learned how to play euchre in uh, the Grand Canyon. And uh, and the guys that I was playing with, they were really surprised with how quickly I picked it up. But it, it's all it's like uh, you know, if you know Latin, you know, perhaps it's easier to learn other languages because you have that base, right? So okay. it's all very very similar. Do you have to know uh, Latin to play euchre? Uh, no, oh. you do not. And it's a uh, that see that's a around the campfire kind of thing that looks that's a game, yeah, yeah right? but not me. But Pinochle uses different cards. Does euchre? Uh, yes. Oh. Well, well. So, Euchre's not a different deck, but you don't use an entire deck of cards. You use the nine through ace, mm, okay. and in each of the four suits. Gotcha. But uh, Pinochle is nine through ace and two of each, right? Well, so there's two nines of clubs. Two, you know, there was a game that used to be when I was a kid. You would see the deck laying around here and there, people's houses or school or whatever. And I never took the time to learn it. Do you ever remember? Do you remember a game called Rook? Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. It had a bird on the right. on the cover of it on the on the on the oh. deck, uh, and I was just like, that was just always a mystery, and I would just always look at the cards and that. <laughs> 
It's weird. I mean, Pinochle was a um, it was a huge game that we all played in college. Like, you can gamble uh, with Pinochle, you can't can, you? Yeah, yeah. My, yeah. my dad used to play at the pool with. Uh, they had a whole bunch of old like people that used to play, and they would they play like a quarter at a time. It's not like they were out there trying. Well, to, let's like, take a break for some nice piece fruit. <laughs> Nick, do you remember a French card game called uh, Mealborn? No, Mealborns or something like that. I don't. That was another one. It was a. It was a. It was a car based French card game. For whatever reason, the school that I went to, they had it, and we kind of learned how to play That's it. Cool. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I loved the like Jim Rummy and Rummy Five Hundred, like those types of games. We would sit around and just play for hours on end. Yeah. Mealborn. How would you pronounce that, Nick? Uh, like you did, Mealborn. Mealborn. Yeah. Okay. Meal means a thousand. The classic oh, racing thousand game. miles. Yes. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Mm. Oh, well, anyhow, uh, so Uno is looking for an Uno person. It's, yeah, they do these things all the time. It's just yeah. a big promotion to get word out about it. Yeah. But it never parlays into an actual career. All right, let's grab another item. All right, got one. Uh, this is interesting. Uh, animals hopped up on cocaine is not a new concept. Of course, the film Cocaine Bear yes. chronicled the uh, story of the 175-pound black bear that ingested cocaine in 1985. However, with Discovery Channel's Shark Week right around the corner, scientists are now probing the possible consequences of shark ingesting cocaine oh, dumped bitch. in the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> so, junkie sharks? On Wednesday, Cocaine Sharks is premiering. All right. And it takes <laughs> Viewers on a hunt for evidence supporting tales of sharks gobbling up cocaine bales. So is there a methlodon? No, not that I know of. <laughs> Tom Hurd, the lead scientist, said, I'm basically looking for something really weird and out of the ordinary. He said, the deeper story here is the way that chemicals, pharmaceuticals, and illicit drugs are entering our waterways, entering our oceans, and what effect they can uh, that that they then could go on to have on these delicate ocean ecosystems. Well, something about all the stuff that, that washes up on the shore. They'll have they'll have bales of, yeah. of uh, pot, cocaine, all That's that it. stuff, yeah. So scientist Tracy Fanera set up several experiments after they said they noticed sharks acting strangely. A hammerhead that should have shied away from them swimming off kilter directly at them and a sandbar shark swimming tight circles while appearing to, fix fix, to fixate on a non-existing object. So uh, Heard and Fenera said that they used faux cocaine bales mm. and fake swans in an experiment and were as surprised to see the sharks appear to choose the bales over the swan. Stop looking at me, swan! <laughs> With one shark even swimming away with a package. And another experiment to see how fish powder mimics the dopamine response that cocaine might give to uh, to junkie sharks. So they have this stuff, So did, whatever it is, did that, the, that, re, that uh, sharks react to. Did the shark cut a bit of the the, the bale open, put its fin in it, and then rub it under its lip? <laughs> yeah, they get a little freeze, yeah, yeah, yeah. a quick freeze. So uh, Heard said in the film, I think that we have got a potential scenario of what it may look like if you gave sharks <laughs> cocaine. Oh, man. He said, we gave them what I think is the next best thing. It set their brains aflame and it was crazy. <laughs> Coked up sharks? I can't believe it, but this is actually the subject you of this show. Though they would be the hit of the seahorse party. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cocaine has washed up on Florida beaches and been found floating in coastal waters for decades. Yes. Seahorses forever. <laughs> so, yeah. If you uh, came across a, uh, a bale of coke on the beach. Sell it to a shark. Well, my question is... How long would you contemplate perhaps selling that instead of uh, handing it over to the authorities? Not, not even one not second. One second. <laughs> yeah. I, would, I would run. I wouldn't know how. Yeah. I don't know what yeah. it would be worth. Yeah. That's the thing. I'd now, bring it, I'd bring it to the do? aquarium. 
Right? Well, no, I mean, the first person I would call would be Weston because he would know how to get rid of that, I think, pretty quick. Weston? Yeah, he yeah, knows yeah. how to... Yeah. He's got a yeah. man? Yeah, he's got he's got a couple dudes. <laughs> Bill Weston? Yeah. Oh, all yeah. right. Yeah. He's got a second know. job, Kevin. You know what, you know what they call... You know what his drug dealer name is? Santa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Make yeah, it yeah. snow. Uh, Santa's got to go. Make Santa's it gotta snow. <laughs> Santa's got to blow. <laughs> Make it Making snow. It snow. <laughs> uh, Santa's got to go. We stopping to see Santa? <laughs> <laughs> ho, 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 baby. Uh, all right, one last uh, story from Chunk Charm. Oh, look what I found. <laughs> the Federal Communications Commission has issued a record-breaking uh, $300 million fine against an auto warranty scam call operation. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've been getting bombarded on my cell phone, no less. Really? Yeah. Uh, the fine hit an international network of companies after more than 5 billion robocalls were made to more than 400 million phone numbers in a three-month period in 2021. Let me say that again. 5 billion robocalls made in a three-month period. I mean, that's the phone nonstop ringing yep, for three yep, months. Yep. Crazy. The company's then purchasing a cocaine shark. Uh, the company said that they have violated federal statutes, FCC regulation, and federal spoofing laws by using more than one million different caller IDs to trick people. You know the one saving grace has been is the alert that you get that it says potential spam. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so you, you that that's the thing. But I, I do for a, a period just about two weeks ago, I was getting bombarded with them. Uh, the companies, uh, they've also been accused of dialing numbers on the national do not call registry, making pre-recorded voice, voice calls and failing to give a callback number so people could block the unwanted caller. So one of the most common calls containing uh, the following message, and it is as follows. We've been trying to reach you concerning your car's extended warranty. Oh, I yes. You should have received something in the mail about your car's extended warranties since we have not gotten a response, we are giving you a final courtesy call before we close out your file. Press 2 to be removed and be put on our do not call list. Press 1 to speak to someone about extending or reinstating your car's warranty. Blah, blah, blah. You know what they also do? I get a lot of, are you uh, looking to sell your property? Are you looking to, they have your address and then you, you'll either get an automated call or you'll get a live person asking about selling your house. Ours is, uh, we get a lot of the, uh, your energy company. Right. Uh, calls, you know, and it's just, would you like to buy some cocaine? I just hang up on them immediately. Yeah. I don't answer. I never answer. If uh, if if it's a number you don't recognize, I don't or, recognize no, I mean, it. I do not answer, and a lot yeah. of times I will get the. It'll say spam risk, and they're pretty yes. good at identifying that. Uh, Shut you yap, right? <laughs> yeah, quit you yapping, quit you yap. Uh, the months-long investigation culminated in when the FCC described the largest illegal robocall operation the agency has ever encountered to date. And there's names associated with this, uh, by the way. Oh, so please, yeah. The FCC has historically had little success, though, collecting fines issued against robocallers and will refer unpaid fines to the Justice Department uh, for enforcement. Um, they, Under the guise of multiple companies, millions were hoped uh, to be duped. And two of the central players of the operation, a guy named Roy M. Cox and Aaron Michael Jones. It's always cocks. We're under lifetime bans against making telemarketing calls following lawsuits by the FCC or by the Federal Trade Commission and state of Texas. But they kept doing it. Yeah. They kept That's doing just it. it. Yeah. Because if you're not getting fined yeah. and they can just sort of pick up their operation and change it. Yep. Then so, they're going to keep doing it. So hopefully they're going to get their claws sunk into these people. That's penalty. Rap, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah. Uh, but anyhow, they uh, they are trying to get. Kill it's a three hundred million dollar fine at this wow. point. So, 
All right, we can close it up, gang. That's all I'm going to get to. Yeah. That was a junk drawer. Breath is closing up the junk drawer. There's nothing left here in the junk drawer. Until next time, that was the junk drawer. Yeah. All right. With that, we will take a break, and we will come back, and we'll get into the Bizarre File later on this morning. Gary Owen, who's performing at Helium Comedy Club, stopping by the studio. We'll be back in a second. Stay with us. Hey, want to hang out with your favorite MMR DJs? Check out the events and appearances page at WMMR.com. Come say hello. Plus, you might even win some cool prizes we snuck out of the building. WMMR.com's got all the where, whens, and what they're giving away. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Stephen only sells real natural earthborne diamonds. Well, you're right. But Stephen will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled. Buy real natural earthborne diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Stephen Singer Jewelers. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other the corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Friday, let's make it official. This morning by Three Ice, three on three pro hockey. It's championship weekend, Saturday, August 12th at the Wells Fargo Center when Three Ice wraps up its second season. You can visit threeice.com for special $10 ticket offers. We will begin with a story about uh, deputies reporting that a naked man was shot twice after he crashed his pickup truck into a mobile home. 
William Wells Jr. was shot twice in an incident that happened just before 4 p.m. Was he naked while driving? When deputies arrived at the location, they say they found Wells covered in blood, and they say a woman with a machete was also there. That's perfect. Deputies say it all started when Wells drove his uh, Ford F-250 pickup truck into the side of a mobile home. Wells left that scene after deputies say he tried to assault the woman living in the home. Wells also threatened neighbors and other homes. A neighbor warned him oh, to stay away from him, and that's when he shot him with a 45 caliber handgun. Oh. Wells was taken to the hospital with injuries. A deputy you shot me! Say that they are uh, not thought to be life-threatening. Uh, deputies say charges are likely in the case. Steve, I don't know at what point he became naked during the entire incident. I, I'd like to think he was driving naked. I do, too. Yeah. This is a horrible story. A 71-year-old man has died after being mauled by four dogs on no. Hawaii's Big Island. Uh, the man was treated by medical personnel at the scene and died while being transported to the hospital. Police later identified him as Robert Northrup. Uh, police were alerted by a witness who said the victim, who saw the victim being attacked by four large dogs. The witness chased the dogs off and called authorities. The dog's owner were not home when the attack occurred, but police have contacted them. Uh, they're also checking claims that the dogs have previously been reported as stray animals. The owners have surrendered all four dogs and a litter of ten puppies to county animal control. And police are investigating it as a suspected case of negligent failure to control a dangerous dog. It's, Can you imagine living like in modern day America? You, you get set upon by a pack of dogs? It's horrible. Horrible. Mounds of writhing sea creatures are piling up on Florida beaches, and authorities are warning concerned beachgoers to avoid the embarrassment of calling 911. It's very likely a herd of manatees, and they are engaging in very public group sex, wow. according to experts. We've, yes. we've learned that they bang their brothers. They'll bang almost anything. Yeah. The sheriff's office wrote, don't Let's call take us. take a picture. It'll last longer. They said, don't call us. We can assure you that they are more than fine. Oh, yeah. These are going to be my regular Saturday night thing. Uh, manatees actually mate in herds like Do these, they? and often they are near the shore. They mate all through the year, but generally mating herds like these are seen in the summer months. Ah. So if you see this, there is no need to call us. How come I've never heard about this? Concern is understandable because the manatees appear to be in distress, like beached whales, including a lot of flopping and splashing around. However, anyone... Hey, is hey, 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 what is going on here? <laughs> anyone attempting to push them back into the water will be charged with manatee harassment, officials say. Uh, they have special protections as federally threatened species. Quite interruptus. Now, in shallower waters, the effect of their mating can be quite dramatic with churning waters and flailing flukes and flippers. That means you're doing it right. The activity can attract onlookers who are either curious about the commotion or concerned that the manatees are uh, in the herd are injured. Say, would, would you like me to film you? Stranded or in distress. Any disturbance of the mating herd may disrupt this natural behavior and jeopardize the reproductive cycle and can also be dangerous for the manatees and humans. Manatees can grow to more than 13 feet in length and yeah. 3,500 pounds, and they might roll on top of people standing too close. And they might bang you, too. Who knows? Do you think they're manatee cucks? They're horned dogs. There's probably. Yeah. yeah. A Georgia man who is considered a fugitive has been indicted on accusations that he misdirected $30 million from Christians who thought that they were buying Bibles for China. 
Wow. Instead, Jason Gerald... He misdirected it. Jason Gerald Schenk used $1 million in payments to uh, an online gaming site, bought diamonds, gold, life insurance policies, and made payments to the company running his family farm, among other purchases. So could you call that misdirecting stealing it? I think you could. Yeah. Schenk got the money from groups and individuals in Ohio and North Carolina who believe the money would buy Bibles and religious literature for people in China. Well, you know what, Steve? It's not a Ten Commandment. There is no... Uh, thou shall not misdirect. Yes, yeah, it's a technicality, but you get off. So he pre- presented himself as a missionary. He renounced his U.S. citizenship in 2016, and the Justice Department says warrants have been issued for his arrest according to the indictment of prosecutors. Shank, will, Shank has been indicted on four counts of wire fraud and 37 counts of money laundering. Uh, prosecutors said he is being sought internationally. Ah. So they are looking all fugitive. over. Fugitive. But $30 million. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and a couple say their five-star break turned into a holiday from hell when they saw a dead body, people vomiting and defecating in the hotel swimming pool, and holiday makers having sex in public. Wow, this is awesome. Yeah. Uh, the couple say that they were also offered drugs during their stay in the Dominican Republic. Would you like a body in your room? Uh, Alan booked the $5,000 holiday through two TUI as a treat for his wife after he complained to TUI. He was offered $300 in vouchers and counseling. He was contacted by FU. Um, the couple booked the 17-day holiday at the Rio Republica Hotel in Punta Cana, described on TUI's website as a five-star resort. Alan said that it turned out to be rife with people taking drugs, guests having sex in the pool, what he claimed was a worrying lack of security. Wow. During their stay, the couple claimed they witnessed a body hidden under a sheet after a hotel guest fell from a balcony. Oh, my God. He said this is 100% the worst wow. holiday we've ever been on. My wife and I have been traveling together for 21 years and we've never known anything like it. The only good thing about the holiday was the room. What about the continental breakfast? When we went out to the pool for the first time, we saw guests smoking weed in the pool, <laughs> people having sex in the pool, and it all felt really seedy. We saw one woman being sick all over herself in the pool and another guest actually defecate in the pool. They said it was disgusting. Mm. Alan said the experience stay? <laughs> has ruined his birthday celebrations. He said she got really upset and I had to tell her I'll, I'd make it up to her on her 50th next year. Let's so, give it one more night. That's kind of a rough evening, at, or rough stay. That yeah. is what I have in the bizarre file Jeez. for you this morning. All right. Um, um, you know what? Let's hang on to yeah, that. Yeah, I All thought right. so too. We have some stuff to give away, but I think we're going to do that in the next segment. <gasps> so we'll take a break. We'll come back in a segment. We'll have a chance to win some stuff and hang out for a bit. And then uh, Gary Owens joining us a little bit later on. Be back in a moment. Stay with us. Disturbed. The Take Your Life Tour, August 21st at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. With special guests, Breaking Benjamin, and MMR has an amazing concert fan experience. The unstoppable Keg Crusher Grand Prize. Four pack of the best seats in the house. Passes for your group to hang at the Cat Usher Bar with unlimited beer and barbecue. And we'll also throw in four signed set lists and other disturbed merch, including an autographed guitar. 
Listen to win a pair of tickets and qualify each afternoon with Brent Porsche. And again, all this weekend. Text DISTURBED to 39333 for a link to all the details. Plus another chance to enter to win and get qualified for the grand prize. Presented by 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. By the way, the photo gallery for the Preston and Steve Belly Flop Championship uh, is up at PrestonandSteve.com. And I've been told, uh, make sure you go all the way to the end uh, so you can see the hairy butt photo uh, <laughs> before it gets taken down from our company. Ah, uh, man. So make sure you oh, go seriously? to it. Well, I don't know. Marissa, I don't know if she's joking around or whatever, but you, you'll, maybe you want to see it. I don't know. Yeah, you definitely want to see it. Just to know that a ha- an ass can get that hairy. Yeah. All right. Um, hey, it's Friday. Let's, let's do oh, the I think it's time. It's time for the connoisseur. It usually ends up on Friday because that's when... Most people eat? I guess so. Something like that. All right. And we'll throw some giveaways in here as well as we progress through the connoisseur files. We're going to start with this one. So customers have been noticing a change at Costco. The chain has slowly uh, been replacing the people giving away free samples with self-serve stations. Now, I haven't seen this myself. Neither have I. But uh, apparently... That is the case. And the reason being is because there's low unemployment right now and many people may not be applying for this particular role. And AI may also be replacing similar service positions. So like a, a robot will hand out your cheese? Maybe that's it. Uh, a, Enjoy. A grocery dopio report. Dopio. D-O-P-P-I-O. What's the dealio? O-E-O. I don't know. Um... Estimates that as many as 18% of store associate roles could be eliminated due to AI. Oh, man. That's weird. Yeah, I don't like okay. that. Uh, Costco's new sample stations don't look very high tech, however. Uh, you simply grab a sample from the bottom of the chute. I've not- what, what's the dealio? Dopio. <laughs> what's the dopio? I- what's the dealio? Now, let me ask you. Will you guys ever, if you if you get something you like, will you ever swing around yes. a, a couple of minutes yeah. later and try and get a second one? And but pretend I- like you're there for the first time? Yeah. No. No, I, I, I give a big Bugs Bunny kiss to the person I'm about. I'll tell you what, like nine times out of ten, if I've gone back for a second, I buy whatever the product is. My favorite is when they're actually cooking something. Yes. When they're, they're serving up something hot. I like You that. have someone who's got a little bit of a panache there, right? Yeah. Presentation. Yeah. And they're going to say, I will buy it if I, I like it enough to go back for seconds. Mm-hmm. You guys are going to be shocked, but... <laughs> You won't I do. Don't, I don't taste I the, the sample. No, of you don't. No. No. Kath, you know what? I don't either. <laughs> What's your reason, Kath? Uh, there, no real reason. I don't know. Like just one, I one little tiny piece. And oh, it wasn't that the fact that someone handled of it? Of course, absolutely, and their germs. But it's the same you thing as a finish. restaurant. You didn't let me finish. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just see, I I don't know. I'll like, show you the, why. the little sample on the the, uh, the toothpick spoon. or in the yeah. little cup, like nah. A lot of times, it's like a pork broth or a sausage or something like that, it may not be something that you like to eat, right? Uh, yeah, but even no, even if it was like a little thing of chocolate, I think I'd pass it up. It's not that. I it's because she actually saw someone touch it, right. even yeah. though they were wearing gloves. <laughs> the exact same setup as in a restaurant, but you actually saw someone touch it. I bet Ooh, that's it. I that person I mean, touched it. Maybe yes. There is some sort of like it's dirty to me, yeah. and so I'm not going to take disgusting. it. You know what? Uh, free sample. I always pass up, and I never go to. But my kids would like always run over was the fudge samples on the boardwalk. Oh yeah, yeah. I just don't like fudge. Oh, well, then well, that's then, yeah. why. If you don't like it's it, okay. then don't have any. I don't like fudge. <laughs> and I don't want it. 
Even if it's free, don't you? You don't get me. I never pass up the free fudge. You know what? Yeah. I will yeah, pass up. Safe. I forget the place. It's usually in a food court in the mall, and they'll have them standing out. It's kind of like it's a it's like looks to be like rat on a stick, but it's like some sort of chicken. Oh, bourbon chicken. Rat. Yeah, on a bourbon stick. chicken every time. I will never pass up bourbon. Oh, chicken. do you? Is it good? Oh, it's phenomenal. Is it? it doesn't yeah. look good. It's like oh, Chinese. How's crack. the rat today? Yeah. I don't pass up any of it. I know you probably sit at the table chairs. Nick actually breaks in after hours. Nick's got a little napkin. He's got a bib on. Knife and fork in his hands. It's not. Oh, Mr. McElwain. Welcome back. Very good rat today. Cheese station. I mean, you really, you can get like a a four-course meal if you plan it correctly. And then there's dessert. (laughs) Swing by the fudge kitchen. Nick, you'll actually, even a place that's not offering free samples, you'll take them. Oh, my God. Yeah, these are free, right? You had them out here on a shelf. (laughs) You got to try the bourbon chicken, Steve. It's fantastic. I've never had. All right. Maybe you've dissuaded me from uh, recoiling in heart. I you know like bourbon good? chicken as really? well. I'm just not going to take the rat, rat sample. Stick. No. Uh, Preston, King of Prussian Mall, uh, food court, the yes. newer of the, yeah, the, there's that, that Chinese restaurant, really good bourbon chicken yep. there. I'll Always. tell you what was one of the greatest sample days ever is when they were handing out, it was uh, Auntie M's, right? The pretzel? Um, Any right in the end, they were doing. They had those sort of right. Was it about cinnamon it sugar? But they had the, the little cinnamon like um, nuggets, mm-hmm. and they yep. were handing those out the day they introduced them. That yep. was awesome. Yep, those are phenomenal. That's, like awesome. the, that's the one free thing I'll turn down. Anti uh, anti ants. Yeah, I don't like the. Yeah, you eat rat on a stick? <laughs> no, like uh, too buttery for me. I prefer. Uh, and listen, uh, you know, we all have our personal tastes. We do. Well, look at Casey about the fudge thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. Are yeah. you not a butter fan? Not on my pretzels. Okay. No, I prefer like a Philly pretzel factory or. Uh, um, Come on. Somebody else. You're going to go with Wetzel's? Wetzel's. Wetzel's. Oh, Wetzel's. Uh, Wetzel's yes. is pretty buttery, too. What about those? Do you remember the the hard pretzels? Uh, I think they might have been called Butter Twist. Casey. Oh, they, the bu- yeah. They oh, tasted good. so buttery. Uh-huh. It was crazy. Yeah. Uh, and when we worked at Y100, uh, the Granite Rum Mall next door, the, every now and then Chick-fil-A would stand up there and hand yes. out nugget samples. <laughs> Those, I would try to sneak some extra ones up. Yeah. Would you put on a false mustache and go back? Yeah. I mean, oh, I'm just, just in. Hello. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a barrister in England, and I've heard talk of Chick-fil-A. Um, so, Nick. <laughs> Uh, Nick, I don't know if you recall this, but I did this all the time at the Springfield Mall. They would have people doing surveys. And the surveys were, you would sample <laughs> Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. What? And I knew where the, they always wait, wait, hung wait. out. They did this a lot? Yes. And I would always go in there. I never had that. So Springfield Mall, by where the American Eagle used to be, I believe it's where the Ulta is now, okay. they would hang there. And I knew where they would hang. And I would just kind of walk by like... And they'd be like, excuse me, do you, do you have him? I'm like, yes, I do. I, I was just out for my afternoon constitutional. What's this confection you're speaking of? And you would sit down at a table, and they would feed you Reese's peanut butter cups and did, ask you questions about it? In that mall, so I remember in a mall I used to frequent all the time. It's where I, again, I don't mean to brag. I used to work at a B. Dalton bookstore. But uh, they, they had a survey company in the mall. Yeah. And basically, people would hang out right. by where they would come out because they would say, you want to come back and try this or or give us your opinion on Windex or whatever. Mm-hmm. And people would just go make some money. Yeah. Uh, well, Costco, apparently the uh, low unemployment is uh, means that there are not a lot of people are employing or uh, applying for uh, the roles as the sample people. 
and they are Sample also, people. I guess, doing robotic versions of it or something. I thought you were going to say that they're going to do away with their, uh, with their actual their hot dogs and the little. Never. Yeah, that's a great it's, deal. It's a big hit. I told you. There's, uh, they've, they've got some good food there, believe it or not. Uh, let me see. We're going to move on, and we're going to do a. Um, we're going to play a movie clip, right? Movie food clip. I'm going to start off with a very easy one. And then we'll get a little harder as we go along, okay? Uh, getting hard right now. Oh I knew it. The second uh-huh. that uh-huh. left my mouth, uh-huh. I knew. I knew. All right, what movie is this from? All right, hey. All right, good job, guys. Uh, let's just not come in tomorrow. Let's just take a day. You ever tried shawarma? There's a shawarma joint about two blocks from here. I don't know what it is, but I want to try it. All right, 215-263-WMMR. It's an easy one, by the way. All right, order up. Let's move on. A high-profile lawsuit by a California woman who claimed that Subway's tuna products contain ingredients other than tuna has been dismissed. I remember this. Uh, yeah, they were saying that they were using non-tuna meat. Yep. Yeah. Uh, there was the one that was before <laughs> that with Subway about the actual length of the foot long. I think right. the plaintiff prevailed in that, mm-hmm. but they lost on this. So the plaintiff, uh, Nalima Amin, has come to agreement uh, with the chain regarding dismissing the case with prejudice, meaning it cannot be brought again, court record show. Uh, and in fact, uh, Amin had claimed to have have ordered Subway tuna products more than 100 times before suing in January 2021, claiming that its tuna sandwiches, salads, and wraps included other fish species, chicken, pork, and cattle, or no tuna at all. <laughs> That's a problem. Uh, Was that the fact? The judge will rule later on Subway's request that Amina's uh, lawyers be sanctioned for bringing a frivolous class uh-huh. action. No, so they... they they, I like when they see. I like when I see this. Yeah, so they, overly litigious. They found for the uh, uh, the defendant. What's your level of tuna salad snobbery? Um, it's mild. Okay, uh, I, I can I can be pretty lenient on tuna salad. Um, so <laughs> I used to. I told you guys I used to. My regular thing was anytime I go to a diner, I'd order the tuna melt. Still uh, searching for a great. And you tuna got melt. disappointed every single. Oh time. man, I'm I was. Uh, more times than not, like, you know, seven out of ten times I would be disappointed with the quality of the of the tuna, specifically. Yes, that's so, the key. I remember yeah. going to Bob's Diner with you, and you were like, I, I'm going to go against my best uh, uh, instincts, in- instincts yeah. here. I'm going to go with the tuna. Mm-hmm. This and place has to have good tuna. It's right next to a cemetery. It was. <laughs> I remember that. So, the chain said in a statement, Subway serves 100% real, wild-caught tuna. The lawsuit and plaintiff's meritless claims, which have lacked any supporting evidence, resulted in the spread of harmful misinformation and caused damage to Subway's franchisees and the brand. I rarely get tuna that I haven't prepared myself. Right. Yeah, because I, I know the... the you exact, put fudge in it? I do, no, because no. you know what? I don't like fudge. Don't I don't like know fudge. if I told you this or not. But uh, uh, what's your, So do you like... So let me ask you. I think this is kind of like one of those food Rorschach tests yeah. about... about uh, I like... Um, I don't like too much extra stuff in my tuna salad. Most, I will... I mean, as, as far as ingredients are concerned, yeah. some diced up uh, celery and that's it. Okay. I mean, wow. but I do like... simple. I kind of overload it with, uh, with pepper. Yeah. Not peppers, but, uh, you know, like black pepper. Sure. Uh, Hellman's mayonnaise. Ooh, I, you know what? I, I, I tried Duke's because we didn't have Hellman's in my yeah. fridge for some reason. We had Duke's. When was the last time you had a killer tuna sandwich? Uh, Duke's is actually pretty good mayo. I'm not, uh, we probably talked about this before. When I was a kid, I thought tuna were really small because they came in a can. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea that they were massive fish. <laughs> I was like, oh, massive they fish. They're huge. Yes. By the way, um, 
you know, we we had the revelation on the show a while ago about just you catch one tuna, yeah. of a, like a bluefin tuna, yeah. dude. You, you're going to be on Easy Street yeah. for a while. Yeah, yeah. my um, my friend is a tuna fisherman. Actually, he's a fisherman. He's a tuna fisherman. Well, no, no, he's a hey, fish, hey, hey. he's a fisherman in uh, in Rhode Island, but uh, he will fish for tuna. And uh, Steve, he caught this uh, just a few weeks ago. Um, wow! Uh, Holy guys, hell! Look at, look at that, Preston. Yeah, yeah. the thing wow. looks like it's about eight feet. Yeah, the size that tuna, man. <laughs> that thing's like, huge. How that much tuna is huge, man? How much do you think he gets for that? Like, I mean, a, is that a five thousand dollar? I was going to say. You remember when they had more than the, the guy came? With yes. The, and we were marveling at how expensive that. So I, I can't even guesstimate that, Casey. I'm many thousands of dollars. You yeah. know what? I think I asked, and and they, you know, they don't get, they get paid per pound, I guess. And uh, did you see, Casey? There was a picture of a guy who had caught a similar guy. Obviously, what your friend has done had one of those bluefin tuna, huge. And as it was being reeled in, a shark set upon. Ah. Oh, yeah. by the way, that was five hundred. Oh, pounds. that was in Montauk. Was yeah. that where it was? That was in Montauk. Yes, yeah. and they pulled out like basically the carcass <laughs> of what they could have reeled. Literally in. saw the money just go into the shark's mouth. <laughs> yeah. So he uh, that that tuna that I showed you was five hundred pounds. Uh, it was a uh, four hundred pounds after they you know cut the head off and everything. After like the that. he gets about twenty bucks a pound. So it was about eight. That that was an eight thousand dollar fish. That he right. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Yep. All right. Well, uh, the the. The tuna is real at Subway. <laughs> that tuna is real. Damn. All right, let's see if you can identify what movie this food clip is from. All right, hey. <laughs> All right, good job, guys. Uh, let's just not come in tomorrow. Let's just take it. You ever try shawarma? There's a shawarma joint about two blocks from here. I don't know what it is, but I want to try it. All right, we're going to go to Brad, see if he knows the answer to this. Hey, Brad, good morning. Like a good neighbor. <laughs> Good setup, Brad. All right, what movie's the clip from? And I'm a big MCU fan, and that's the very first Avengers film. Yeah, the yeah. Avengers. That is correct. Hang on a second. Case, what are we going to give him? <laughs> uh, we are going to hook him up with a pair of tickets as MMR rocks John Oliver live. That's going to be Sunday, September 17th at the Met Philadelphia. Tickets are on sale today at 10 a.m. You know, Ticketmaster. Case, because of that movie, I actually did try shawarma. And? I like it. Is Good it stuff. Lamb? I is like it? it. Now you can get chicken. I chicken. Okay. Uh, I think there's different kinds you can get. Uh, Case, go to the, the new ones I sent over, uh, if you would, please. Yes. All right, we're going to play another uh, movie food clip and see if we can identify it for a different prize. I think Which we have one of these do you want? Uh, let's go with uh, one, two, three, or four. the second one, okay. please. All gotcha. right, let's see if you can tell what movie this food clip is from. <clears throat> so, how about you, Vi? How's school? Nothing to report. You've hardly touched your food. I'm not hungry for meatloaf. Well, it is leftover night. We have steak, pasta... What are you hungry for? Tony Reidinger. Shut up. All right, let's see if you know what movie, <laughs> what movie that's from. 215-263-WMMR. Order up. Today is International Beer Day, folks. It's a global celebration of beer. We live in the, the home of, you know, some of the what the beer festivals. You know, the, um, God, what, what is it? What am I in my brain for? What's the big beer week? The big celebration. Beer week. Beer week. Yeah, yeah. Philadelphia Beer Week. What do uh, they call that beer week? Yeah, <laughs> it's a beer <laughs> week. Um, so, yes. Uh, what you ne- predominantly beer. What you need to do is to celebrate International Beer Day is drink good beer with good friends. That seems pretty easy. These websites are kind of stupid. Tell you. Here's how you celebrate International Beer Day. Uh, drink beer. 
How much of a beer drinker are you? Um, I drink several beers a week. Okay. <laughs> uh, You're a Corona I'm a, guy? I'm a Corona. Here's here the one. I like Mexican lagers. Yeah. I found out that that's kind of what I gravitate to. So I, I like uh, I like Corona. I like Pacifico. Yes. And every now and then I'll get Stella Artois, and those are kind of my three. That's it. I'm a pretty boring beer guy. All right. Marissa? Uh, Preston, I introduced oh, you to that El the, Trono. The Dewey... Uh, isn't that from uh Yeah, from Dewey Beer, El Trono is their Mexican lager. Really good. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, it, it was yeah. a it was a um a, a more a smaller brewery beer that I liked that Marissa tur- and Matt turned me on. To. Yeah, it's yeah. A, just like Coronas and such, but yeah. just a little different. What's yeah. your level, Kathy? You're more wine, right? I, yeah, you know what? I used to be a beer drinker. You guys know that. I same thing. I I loved all of the Mexican beers. I can't drink beer anymore. It's just no too like it makes me bloated or makes me feel gassy. Not that great. No, not <laughs> gassy. That's not what I said. I have been dabbling into ciders. Yeah, because yeah. I've I just like I, I rip ass and Kathy rips ass. <laughs> No, like, I didn't feel like, I wanted something a little sweeter than beer one night, and I'm like, I don't know, you know, but some, some ciders taste like, yeah. like they're, yeah. like, too sweet. Yeah, yeah. And um, Stella, I said, which I know I like the, uh, I like Stella Artois, and I saw a, a cider that they made, and I got it. Stella! And it's fantastic. Yeah. Have you ever had a Dickens cider? I have had okay. a Dickens cider. In fact, in fact, I had, sometimes you can get a hot Dickens cider. Yeah? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Those are really good. She's got to start with wine first. Yeah. Dickens <laughs> is uh, great. Have you, uh, uh, man. I like Sorry. cider as well. No, no, no. Uh, I like one cider. I cannot have more than one because uh, yeah, it's, yes. yeah. I you meant in particular, like, oh, no, 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 only. One, it's like a Bloody Mary for me. I can only have one yep. of them because beyond that, I either get, like, with the, um, uh, the Bloody Mary, I get heartburn. And with the cider, if I have multiple, it's the worst hangover that mm-hmm. I, you can possibly oh, have. Oh, really? Yeah, for me. Too wow, much wow. sugar. Well, too much me, sugar, yeah. For me, it, it's like, oh, I just I just downed three Sprites in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, drinking that. I can so. drink that much. Yeah, they taste that good. I just, I, I know what it does to me afterwards. Okay. Preston, I want you to try a Goes. G-O-S-E. Goes. And uh, it's, it's, there's some that are really sour. I'm guessing you wouldn't like a sour beer. No, uh, like the they're okay. Yeah, like, I get one or two, okay. and you know. But goes is that style. It's it's. I don't want to call it similar to uh, the Gozerian. Goes are the Gozerian, yeah. but it's sweeter and Here's, it's it's lighter. I, I don't mind sours. I, I even like you know porters and stouts and things like that. What I don't like are overly hoppy beers, the IPAs right. and things like that. I just have not liked that bitter flavor. Some people love it. The the beer snobs love it. <laughs> But I'm just not into that. No, I'm with you sometimes. Sometimes they're a little too much. But these goes are kind of like um, more of a more of like a lager ish with a bite. Okay. You ever have it? Well, speaking of bite, have you ever had a snake bite? I believe yes. that is it's cider and beer. But I don't know if it's particular if it's got to be a particular brand of okay. uh, of cider and beer. All right. By the way, so International Beer Day, there's probably pubs and bars that are celebrating it today. Right. So I don't know if they'll have specials or not. But one of the things they do mention is uh, try beers from other cultures from around the world today. It's just kind of a day to explore that. And also, make sure you thank your brewer and thank your bartender today. And And word to your mother. And word to your mother. We out. Uh, By the way, so (laughs) Snakebite is a drink in the United Kingdom. Traditionally, it's made equal parts lager and cider, Casey. All right. All right. So, all right, let's see if we can find a winner. We need you to identify this food movie clip. Here it is. <clears throat> so, how about you, Vi? How's school? Nothing to report. You've hardly touched your food. I'm not hungry for meatloaf. Well, it is leftover night. We have steak, pasta, 
What are you hungry for? Tony Reidinger. Shut up. All right, we'll go, we'll go to Steve and see if he knows the answer. Steve, good morning. Hey, good morning. It. Good morning to see you, sir. All right, Steve, <laughs> what movie is it from? That is from The Incredible. That's it. Yeah. Second, Steve, here's what we got for you. You have a pair of tickets to see Sebastian Maniscalco. That's going to be on Friday, November 17th at the Borgata Event Center in Atlantic City. Tickets are on sale now. Event dates run November 9th through the 18th. And you can visit theborgata.com for tickets and complete details. Great question. Michael Giacchino, obviously a good friend of ours. Um, Nick he wrote this music. Yeah, he wrote this yeah. music. Uh, have, do we know his availability? Because is he, is he working on the them movie right now? He is, uh, but I reached out to him recently, and I will follow up with you when I hear back. All right. All right. Uh, next order. Oh, wait, no. Wait. Hmm. Another movie club. All right, Sorry. which one? Uh, anyone you want. Okay, I think I'm going to go with this one. All right, let's see if you can identify what movie this food movie clip is. Here we go. You start out with a little bit of oil, then you fry some garlic, then you throw in some tomatoes, some tomato paste, you fry it, you make sure it doesn't stick, mm-hmm. you got it to a boil, you shove in all your sausage and your meatballs, huh? A little bit of wine, and a little bit of sugar, and that's my trick. All right, let's see if you know that movie. Two one five two six three WMMR. Now we have another one. So, a survey of two thousand Americans who cook regularly found that twenty five percent, a quarter, uh, are intimidated by cooking in their own kitchen, and sixty percent are intimidated by cooking international foods. Well, run that by me again. That it says twenty five percent are intimidated by cooking in their own kitchen, and sixty percent are intimidated by cooking international foods. Uh, these issues may have too many steps, seem complicated, or are easy to fumble. I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, sure. You're especially French bread, right? So here's the thing. French toast. Here's the thing about cooking international dishes, especially if you start dabbling in in some of the Asian cuisine. You end up buying things that you only use one time (laughs) and they sit in your refrigerator for three years afterwards, like eel sauce Uh and stuff like that. Jesus. And I, we've done it, you know, like Carter gets on a kick on something he wants to make and then we'll make it. And then, you know, we've got hoisin sauce and all these other things that are sitting around forever. Yeah. You know, you have like four passion fruits in them. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. never going to use these well, again. Yep. Yeah, and uh, and it becomes the most expensive, yeah. like egg roll that you've ever eaten. You know, and right. and I did the uh, chili dog or National Chili Dog Day. Like <laughs> it ended up being like a thirty dollar chili dog that I made because I didn't have any of the ingredients for the chili dog. When you try to get, uh, I, listen, I'm not nowhere near at the level that you. I'm, I'm in Kathy's ballpark on, on this stuff, but the the um, I'll never forget. We got on that juice kick when it was kicking in big time, and we had the juice king, and uh-huh. we're gonna make our juice. I swear to God, we had two six-ounce glasses of juice that cost about $60. Uh It was insane. I think I made $50 hummus once. (laughs) Because I had to buy a food processor and all the chickpeas. You give give up at some point. Tahini. You you use like one tablespoon of tahini. Are there businesses that make this stuff? (laughs) The top international dishes that Americans love eating but fear making, including pop 
pasta from scratch. That is actually very easy it's to just make. Eggs and flour, is it eggs not? and flour, essentially making you know, some salt, and and there are other ways to make it. But that's that's the general gist of it. You need a you need a pasta uh, machine to to you know stretch it out into the shapes and everything if you want it to be halfway decent. But it's very very easy to make. Uh, beef Wellington, beef Wellington. That's a that's a that's a tough one. Well, that, I've, I've never attempted a beef Wellington. So Wellingtons are one of the mainstay uh, meals uh, at. Uh, Hell's Kitchen. Yes. So that's a big thing. That's always a test for the, for the chefs that are competing on Hell's Kitchen that they have to make beef wellingtons. And also sushi is a difficult one. Carter went through a sushi phase. <laughs> After we, we bought the, you know. The seaweed. We bought the seaweed paper. $10,000. Uh, the, the, the little bamboo roller things. I bought, with, as a gift, you know, yeah. we got yeah. it to him for Christmas or his birthday or something like that. He tried it a couple times. It's hard to do. It's a, yeah. it's one of those things you have to keep doing over and over before you eventually get halfway decent at it. It ends up sort of just like you got a bunch of rice and seaweed paper on a plate. <laughs> It's loose. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so um, that's not fun. You want to be able to pick your sushi up. Uh, which countries have the best dishes? According to this uh, survey, 51% prefer Italian food for dinner. 27% prefer Italy or Greek for salads. Italian or Greek uh, salads. And 26% want a French dessert. Ooh. Well, 21% of respondents say Ethiopia has the best snack foods. Huh. Is that right? Like I've what? I've never had Ethiopian snack foods. I have no idea. It doesn't <laughs> give me any examples. And 34% want Mexican for lunch. Yeah. Hey, what's a good French dessert that I, um, I'm because I'm drawing a blank on? Huh? Is Claire? Oh, yeah. I mean, a lot of pastries. <laughs> okay. Casey, a lot of pastries are French-based. Yeah. Okay. You know, so a lot of that stuff that you love. Uh, you know, so uh, Italian, I think, Italian would probably rate as the, as the number one most preferred cuisine, right? I mean, um, yeah. yeah. It's a 51% prefer Italian food, if, if, especially if you're going to have it for dinner. So my right? favorite... Mediterranean in general, uh, a Mediterranean meal, whether it be you know salmon and olives and leafy greens and all that. So that's right, what right. I'm into the most now, mm-hmm. and I, that would have been an, an aberration to me years ago. So yeah. that's that's fairly common, right? Uh, yep, I yeah. would think so. All right, let's see if we can get a winner. We have got a movie clip that involves food. If you can tell what film this is from, you win a prize. Here is the clip for you. You start out with a little bit of oil, then you fry some garlic, then you throw in some. Tomatoes, tomato paste, you fry it, you make sure it doesn't stick. Mm-hmm. You got it to a boil, you shove in all your sausage and your meatballs. Huh? And a little bit of wine. And a little bit of sugar. And that's my trick. All right, let's go to Tom, see if he knows the answer. Hey, Tom, good morning. Good morning. All right, buddy. Buddy, what movie is that from? It's The Godfather. It is, of course. Oh, Clemenza offering up his recipe for a awesome gravy. Do you know why Clemenza wasn't in the sequel? Uh-uh. It was a completely contractual. Really? They, they, yeah. They, he, he asked for, for too much money. No. And and he, he blew his opportunity. That's why that's why um, they say he passed away in the first few minutes of uh, Godfather 2. No kidding. Yeah. All right. Case, no. what do we got for him? Hey, we got a pair of tickets as MMR rocks John Oliver live. That's going to be on Sunday, September 17th at the Met Philadelphia. Tickets are on sale today in uh, just a little over an hour, 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster. Right. I got that completely wrong. I was thinking it was the scene in Goodfellas where they're yeah. cooking in the, the, the prison. Paul yeah. Sorvino. And I, I, I completely um, confused my godfather in uh, Goodfellas. I can Not. see that. Paul Sorvino does a thing about you. You use a razor. To yeah. That's the one. Thin, yeah. So it melts. All right. Let's uh, play another clip. Let's see if you can identify this uh, movie clip that involves food or beverage. This one involves yeah. beverage. Okay. So listen closely and see if you can tell me. Have coffee. Oh, decaf espresso. I'm going to have a double decaf cappuccino. Do you have any decaf coffee? 
ice cream. Morris, all of a half double decaffeinated, yeah. half cap. With a twist of lemon. I'll have 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 a twist of lemon. All right, let's see if you know what movie that's from. 215 263 WMMR. All right, here's another. Order up. Is this the last one? I think so, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, man. I got, I got one last movie clip I'd really like to play. All right, let's see if we can fit it in. But um, another poll that was done concerning food. 67% of Americans said that they could live off of sandwiches for a full week. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, a week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Probably for the rest of my yeah. life. It could be my regular week thing. I had yeah. I, I had a sandwich for dinner. It could be my regular Saturday night thing, baby. We were, oh, yeah. we were going to the belly flop, and I'm like, I didn't have time to cook. And I'm like, I'll just make a sandwich. And it was, it was a delightful sandwich. Here is something what? that I want to pose to yes. you. And I did it just for myself last night. And this is something that I think is missing an a nice little added little little exclamation point to put on your sandwich. You take a toothpick, you put the toothpick in the sandwich, and then you put an olive on that toothpick. I do the same thing, but with my urethra. Okay. Oh. Yeah, yeah. You put it in your urethra. Yeah, 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 That's yeah. called sounding. Yeah. yeah. By the yeah. Way. Olive sounding. Um, so I just, I don't know. I think it makes it look happier. So you decorate yeah. your sandwiches. Just for That's me. That's adorable. I do like to do that. <laughs> And I think you need you can you can spice up a sandwich by just doing a couple little bitty things that go an extra mile. Let's say you're putting a little mayo on your on your ham and cheese. Yeah, put a little pepper on that mayo. I always do. Put a little pepper or salt and pepper on there, something like that. Mm-hmm. You put mayo Slice on ham and cheese? Sure. That's not a mustard sandwich for you? It's, it's a, both. I, both. I, I, I put uh, mayo and a little bit of um, Dijon on there. Yeah, I'm a Dijon. Yeah. As I'm making my food, it's just, it's just something that's really cool. I'm making my sandwich. I I, I, uh, I rub my genitals. Oh. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's just it's so on the sandwich? No, or? no, no. Okay. Just in the preparation. By the way, 54% respondents said the perfect sandwich yes. does contain tomato. No. Okay. <laughs> Let him come finish. I think it should include tomato and actually onion as well. A little uh, purple onion. Yeah, no, red, red onion, I'm no, sorry. No. Yeah, no. Uh, no? No. No. Okay. What, what, Your opinion's wrong. And lettuce as well. Uh, lettuce is okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But those it depends on what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, well, uh, well, tomato's not <laughs> like in a club sandwich? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, like a BLT? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Come on, man. <laughs> no, but I would I'd put it on a ham and cheese. i put it on roast beef, uh, turkey. Absolutely. But 54% of respondents say that that does uh, contain tomato. I switched from lettuce to uh, uh, baby spinach years ago because people said that's healthier for you. Like, there's yeah. zero um, benefits for lettuce or whatever. If you're in an open yeah. coffee awake, will you put uh, lettuce and tomato on the body? Oh there's, no. there's zero There's zero benefit fit from iceberg lettuce. Right. But romaine oh. is definitely has some nutritional okay. value to is it. It, it can't be tremendous, right? For romaine? Yeah, so. yeah. I've I just gotten know. used to spinach at this point and I like it. I love spinach. I love arugula and I love the leafier version of kale. Yeah, I'm a badass. Uh, <laughs> 39% on, uh, of people insist on cheddar cheese mm. and 39% black forest ham. Yes. As what they prefer. That's a good ham. I am a good imported ham, ham kind of guy. Uh, ketchup and barbecue sauce were the most popular condiments. I would say no on that, Casey. Yeah. And whole wheat was selected as the top choice of bread when we all know it should be bread. By the way, we're we're working on something. Yeah. The I, least favorite condiment, ranch dressing. Oh, eyes. Um, <laughs> did you happen to see? And I was going to surprise you. Very hot. Oh, guys. Oh my God. Oh. oh. Uh, we should, I don't like fudge. We should send somebody to Target right now. Do you know that they okay. have whipped <laughs> ranch dressing? Whipped, whipped ranch yeah, dressing? So like, whipped? You know, 
Ranch dressing. Whipped. Uh, it looks like a whipped cream can, and it's whipped oh, ranch. Come on. And it's wh- and they have whipped blue cheese as well. For what purpose? To put it on things. Yeah. To put on things. To put on things. I saw a little a- more whipped cream. Um, I- a little whipped ranch. Oh, okay. We're looking at it. Casey. It looks kind of cheese whizzian. Yeah. It is. Uh, I saw a TikTok of a woman putting it, uh, buying it, and then putting it oh, on, yeah. her, on her pizza. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm intrigued by the blue cheese. You could use that in like a charcuterie if you're doing like a um, yeah, you know, like a ham on a cracker, and then maybe a little bit of on top. That would look kind of neat. Yeah, you know? or is it whip it? Uh, you, yeah, you could probably still do whippets with those too. Yeah, it's called flip whip. Yeah. Okay, interesting. All right, uh, let's see if we can get a winner for this clip. What movie is this from? Please tell me. Have coffee. Oh, decaf espresso. I want a double decaf cappuccino. Coffee, ice cream. I'll have a half double decaf yeah. and a half cap. With a twist of lemon. I'll have a twist of lemon. I'll have a twist of lemon. I'll have a twist of lemon. All right, let's go to Rihanna, see if we know the answer. Rihanna, good morning. Good morning. All right, what movie is that clip from, please? L.A. Story. Great movie. Well done. Yeah, well done. Yep, correct. Hang on, Rihanna, here's what we have for you. Hey, we're going to hook you up with a pair of tickets as MMR rocks Fallout Boy with Bring Me the Horizon, Royal and the Serpent, and games we play. That's going to be this Sunday, August 6th at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. Tickets are on sale via Ticketmaster, and all the details can be found at WMMR.com. All right, we got we to gotta close up. Okay, okay. sorry, uh, I wish we had time for more Connoisseur, but that's the last order that we have. Uh, enjoy. Go out. Eat something if you're hungry. This weekend, eat. <laughs> if you're hungry, eat something. Yeah. All right. We're going to take if you a get break. tired, sleep. Uh, we're going to have uh, Gary Owen, who's going to be at uh, Helium Comedy Club, oh. stopping in in just a couple of minutes. Gary! Yep. He'll be in here shortly. Stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. Looking for fun things to do this weekend? Pierre Robert's weekend calendar has you covered. Shows in town, movies to see, exhibits and specials around the Delaware Valley. Just use keyword weekend calendar at WMMR.com to get the list. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Stephen only sells real natural earthborne diamonds. Well, you're right. But Stephen will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled. Buy real natural earthborne diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Stephen Singer Jewelers. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast.
All right, Helium Comedy Club. Tonight, tomorrow, shows at 7 and 10 p.m. Make sure you get them now at heliumcomedy.com because you'll get to see our next guest, Gary Owen, yeah. who is here in our studio. Thanks, guys. Nice to see you, Gary. How you doing? I'm good. Wonderful. Good. It's been a couple of years. It has yeah, been it a has couple been. of years. Lots changed. Like, last time I was here, the Eagles weren't that great, and I'm from Cincinnati. The Bengals weren't that great, <laughs> uh-huh. and my hell, times have changed. Mm. Yeah, it's a complete reverse. Well, you're, you're hanging. Well, is one of your besties now on the Bengals? Who's that? Nixon? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's my dude. I keep seeing that, that name pop up. So how did that happen? I don't know. We just became cool. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of happened organically. And then we do our we do a birthday party every year right before training camp. And so, I don't know. It's just, just a good time, man. I want to ask you something. Because yesterday, I don't know why we brought up Cleveland, but we did. Oh, we were talking about Cedar Point. Cedar Point. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, what does Cincinnati think of Cleveland? And what does Cleveland think of Cincinnati? It's weird. It's like we're stepbrothers because we don't like each other. But on Saturdays, Ohio State brings everybody together. All right. <laughs> so it really is like that. I don't know if there's, a, I don't know if there's anything like that in, in Philly, Pittsburgh. <laughs> no. I don't, really. I don't think no. brings anybody together for this, the The state team. is so big and, 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 and Pittsburgh is so, it's like five hours away. It's yeah. a, it's a Pit, hall. Pittsburgh so is there just to let you know you're going the right direction on the turnpike. That's yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You, you, you forget. You forget, right? How yeah. often do you yeah. forget yep. Pittsburgh is in this state? Yep. Um, so, do you follow or care about the Bearcats at all? University of Cincinnati? Yeah. Okay. So, are you a Kelsey fan then, Jason? Love the and- Kelsey. Okay. All right. Good. 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 He uh, he was he was so cordial. Like I'm a huge Bengals fan, but he let me sit in his suite for that AFC title game oh. against the uh, Bengals and Chiefs, uh-huh. and it was very Cincinnati heavy because he had a lot of his college teammates there. Yeah. But they were all rooting for the Chiefs, and there's a funny video after the game where everybody's going nuts and I'm just sitting there sulking <laughs> in a seat in the corner. <laughs> so how, uh, is it in your DNA? Will it really F you up a loss or do you just chronic, kind of roll with it? Oh no, I'm, I'm awful. Really? I don't I don't like to go to sports bars because people like to talk to you. <laughs> I like to watch it in my room okay, yeah. alone so I can scream and yell. And then I don't like watching ESPN that week when they lose. Yeah, wow. like, I'm the same way. Oh, when Burrow... I heard his calf last yeah, week. Yeah. You're like, oh my god! It, it ruined everything. Yeah, huh? <laughs> All they got it was okay. the the notice on my phone, and then I texted his trainer. I was like, "Yo, he good? He's good, right? <laughs> <laughs> Don't listen to me, bro. Because it's fine. A couple weeks. Wow. Yeah. It's, it, it's. I find obviously there are things that we all all our hobbies are things that we're into. Uh, you know, I'll dabble in sports. Uh, you know, Preston. Uh, I mean, uh, Preston's sort of similar to me, but Casey and uh, and Nick much more so. It, it, it to me, it's just. Any participation in it as an active spectator is heart wrenching. You know, it just it just kills you, and it, it just so many. It's just rife with disappointment. It's interesting you mentioned that about uh, about watching ESPN. I, I don't, I'm not really a football fan, not big uh, a major sports fan, but I play golf. That's my sport. Okay, so and I'm like deep into it. Like it's almost all I think about. But if I have a bad round, so I watch a lot of YouTubers and watch golf and, and all that stuff. If I personally am playing poorly. I don't want to see anything about it. I don't yeah. want to see any golf. I don't want to watch a video, a commercial, nothing about that sport whatsoever. Really? Yeah. I wasn't like that when I played flag football. I still watch NFL football. Yeah. Flag. <laughs> flag football was... <laughs> you know what's funny is is in the world of sports radio... Um, the, they get better ratings when the team, like a football team, loses. Yes, they, yeah. they and, uh, sell more papers the next day, too. And I can't stay far enough away from <laughs> anything. Philly? 
Yeah. In yeah. general, Philly. in yeah. general, sports radio, sports uh, stations, sports talk does better when the team of that particular oh, that city sense, is though. doing yeah, badly. Everybody wants to call in, especially here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, especially here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't see too many people tripping in in a Green Bay like Philly. Uh-huh. You know, God, you guys are on another yeah. level. Well, we appreciate that. Thank you for noticing. I mean, I, you always see the guys get knocked out after the game, like a Cowboys fan gets jumped by the Eagles fan. We're trying. We're trying to curtail that a bit, yeah. There's, it, it, but Casey contends. I think a lot of uh, us do that. They, they, you, you'll find crappy, uh, it's in every crappy city. fans it's everywhere. In every city. Right? I'll tell you a funny story in San Francisco. You were assaulted. I was assaulted yeah. at the old stadium or the new one. At the old stadium, Candlestick. That's yeah. different. Uh, the new one is is near uh, an amusement park. So you're you're good. <laughs> it's kind of hard to be gangster. And they're serving funnel cakes right next door. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not sugar on the guy's face. What you say about my squad, bro? <laughs> but I cut you off. What were you saying? No, no, I was. It was funny. Like years ago, I was in Pittsburgh, and me and my buddy went. And I'm very, very conscious. There's, there's kids because I brought my kids to the games before. I don't cuss. Root for my team. Don't right. go in on the other team. Right. Bengals took the lead against the Steelers, and I'm going nuts. <laughs> and this guy about three rows behind me goes, "Hey, man, you stand up one more time, we're gonna have problems." And I looked up. I said, "I just got back from Iraq. I can't help but to play in here. I just want to see my team play." He was like, oh, "I'm sorry." With the same intensity. <laughs> I love that. My boy was like, "Where'd you come up with that?" I said, like, "I got the haircut." <laughs> That's right. Where'd you? You were in the uh, Navy, though. Weren't I was you? in the Navy. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you were part of the Presidential Honor Guard. We talked about. Yeah, that. yeah. We did uh, funerals and parades. I was still in the Navy and doing stand up at the same time. So wow. what was that like? Did, which, which one? I mean, so so were there any restrictions? Strange put on you as an active service man with what you were doing on stage. Could that could that have been an issue? Uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah. this is pre-internet, oh, so they weren't they weren't uh, as aware. You're looking yeah. at the late '90s, and um, it was it was interesting because I, I took a week's leave, and they had this show called Comic View on BET, and right. they filmed the whole season in a week. So they would do five episodes. They would do three episodes a day for five days. And I went up, recorded it, took a week's leave at L.A., came back to San Diego. And I'm literally, I was a, I was a police officer, so I'd be waving cars on the base. But now I'm airing on BET, and every now and then a brother would pull on the base like, Hey, man, was you on TV last night? Yeah, yeah, keep it going, player. All right, have a good day, right? <laughs> and then they called, the the head of, Curtis Gads had a BET called and said they want to make me the host. I still had like six months left on my enlistment. Wow. They weren't recording wow. for three more months, so I was like, Okay, so now I got to go back to my command and be like, can I get out three months early because I got a TV show? Mm. So I had to go in front of a board and kind of plead my case. And I'm not going to get into what happened. They were very creative (laughs) on how I was able to do the TV show and not report for duty. Well, I have have some notes. Were you the voted top black comedian in San Diego? Yeah, yeah. But it was a radio call in. Oh, okay. So it was like the hip-hop station. I was driving on the on the highway. All right. And they said, we're looking for the funniest black comedian in San Diego. So oh. I pulled over, wrote the number down. That's for cell phones. Called in. And I didn't say I was white or black, but I did put a little bass in my voice. I was like, yeah, yeah, this the, is the contest. All right, yeah, yeah. I'm Gary. <laughs> I gave it away to me, Gary. And then I got yeah. there and um, I won it. And interesting, uh, Nick Cannon was in that contest. Yeah. Okay. Wow. wow. So Speaking of black comedians, that show, uh, that Byron Allen show shows up on like MeTV or whatever uh, all the time. And you'll see comedians and it's, sometimes it's like 10, 15 years old or whatever. But you've done his show, haven't you? The, is that the comedy.tv? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and that and Comics Unleashed. Yes. Mm-hmm. And and he's built this empire, which is, and he's he's a comedian, I guess, ostensibly. But really, he's a, he's a businessman. Yes, yeah, smart. And it, that show 
is kind of cool to see because you'll see guys at the beginning of their career or yeah. they've been around for a while, uh, and then but you'll see it ten or fifteen years later. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Like I, I know what you're talking about because you'll see like Gabriel Iglesias. Yeah, yeah. You'll see like Sebastian Chrysler just started. Chrysler, yeah. just started. and the the thing is, we we've talked about this. I remember Byron Allen. And what was he on Real People? What was yeah, yeah Real yeah. People? Yeah. Right. So Real People. He, I knew him first as a stand-up. Right. That was the first experience, and then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, Byron Allen just bought. The weather talk. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I like he's what a, in the he's a hell? billionaire at this yeah. point. Yeah. yeah. Did your sense of humor get you in trouble in the Navy? No, no, no. I was uh I was, I, it almost it was I was able to like um finesse people. Yeah. It got me kept me out of trouble. Okay. Because you know I, mean? I was wondering because uh Donald Rawlings was Air Force, was he not? Was he? Yes. Yeah. I thought he was. And I wasn't sure if um like if there's a decent percentage of of professional comedians out there that actually started in uh, the armed forces, and well, if there's anything in that um, way of living that informed your comedy, yeah, I mean, I think it helps because uh, one, when you first go, when you're all broke, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you all wear the same outfits. So as far as like the there's no classes, there's no racial stuff yeah, because yeah. you're all the same. Yeah, yeah and yeah, even yeah. even when you get out of boot camp and you'll see sometimes you'll see a dude buy a chain, you're like, dude. <laughs> I know how much money you make. Like, we know it's fake. Stop. Yeah, there's no, you can't Why do you ass? have cash money records? <laughs> no, I, I think it helped because my, my first bunk mate in boot camp, I, I grew up in the Midwest, grew up in Ohio. Right. So all the black people lived in the city. My bunk mate was from South Carolina. I'll never forget his name. It was Copera Washington. And he got letters sent from home, and he was, like, on a John Deere tractor on a farm. Mm-hmm. And I said, you on vacation or something? He goes, nah, that's where I live. I go, but we don't live on farms. <laughs> and he was like, what? He grabbed this brother from Alabama, this brother from Mississippi. He goes, Gary, tell me what you just told me. I said, but we don't live on farms. And they was like, that do the right thing moment. They was like, this dude. <laughs> and then they all, like, we all live on farms. I go, shut up. Like, mind blown. And just because I didn't know in the South, yeah. Yeah. black people live in the country. Yeah. We're Midwest. And I don't know, I'm sure in Philly too that's more urban yeah, and they're in the sure. city sure. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea right. none it's eye opening have you done the Apollo have you played the Apollo yeah yeah I did it after I was kind of established, um, how'd, you, how'd you how'd you do? I did, I did good. Yeah, I didn't get booed. You yeah. can look it up on YouTube. That's I made it. Notoriously, <laughs> if they're on your side, wonderful. If oh, not, man. you're dead. I love watching Showtime at the Apollo. Oh, it's Saturday great. Oh. I loved it. Yeah. Oh. Especially if, like <laughs> the funny thing is if, if a white dude gets on there and can actually hold a, hold a note. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> that's the best reaction. Oh! <laughs> He's <laughs> seeing Luther. <laughs> That's great. That's awesome, man. I had this moment with this uh, uh, black woman the other day. I was pulling into the parking lot at my gym, and I wanted to turn where she was coming down. And so I was waiting for her, and she just starts smiling at me, and she's yelling at and and it was all cordial, right? I'm like, what does this what does this woman? Want? So we both rolled down our windows, and she looks at me. She goes, "You cute." <laughs> yes. And the next thing I know, we're talking. She's like, "What's your name?" Uh, uh, she goes, uh, "She goes, my name's Tracy. What's your name?" I go, "Casey." Casey and Tracy, and then we just like hit it off. She's like, "I can't wait to see you again." I was like, "Me too." Whoa, yes. Yes. Hold on. Well, I'm married. And- oh. Yeah. I didn't know that. Sorry about that. Yeah. I'm divorced, so I, I probably would have hit it. Hey, Tracy. Yeah. Where was that case? It was at my gym. Wow. Yeah. So you'll see her again. Yes, I will. Wow. Well, and your wife listens? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Your wife's going to the gym with you now, buddy. <laughs> Uh, listen, go back to the uh, your time in the Navy. What was your job? What did you do? 
first two years I was an honor guard, so I we did the funerals oh, and parades sure. in D.C. Because when I was in boot camp, they said everyone over six foot with a thirty four inch waist or under go to the field house, and so I was I was I fit the mold. So I go there, and they give you this big presentation. So all of a sudden, I was like, "Yeah, I'll do it." And so I and I qualified, and then I went there for two years, and after that, I went to the police academy, and then I ended up being a cop the rest of the time. Just I was, on, I was, on bases I, and stuff like on that? On the bases. Okay. I let everybody go, bro. Yeah. I was a great cop <laughs> to the man. It's different when you live on the base and you yeah. got to arrest people because you got to see them again. Yes. Uh, yes, you do. I, let me tell you something. If you got arrested by me, you deserved it. Uh-huh. I let er- When I say everybody... DUIs, I'm like, you're good. You made it back to the base. Because my thing was, you got most of the guys are underage. You're coming back from Mexico. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, you yeah. got past Border Patrol. You got past the Federales. You got past San Diego PD. You got past Highway Patrol. You did what you had to do to get back to the base. I'm not pulling you over now. Welcome home, baby. If, if someone was AWOL, would that, would that fall under your purview? Or? If they was AWOL, they're not on the base anymore. Right, right. You know? So that, that that doesn't concern you. That's the, you no, know, I don't that, think we ever had any AWOL cases. Okay. Yeah. And and you didn't want to be a cop when you got out of the Navy? No, no you were done with that. Well, I, I got on a ship, and that's the first time I dealt with like a... a jerk type boss because he told me he goes Gary go around and get like these three write ups so like you got stencils on your uniform or uniform ain't ironed or your haircut's not right and you got to give people these they call them chits and you kind of write them up and then if you get three chits you put on restriction and then I didn't I don't want it so I, I walked around for a couple hours and I was like I came back and then the guy was like, uh, where's your write-ups? I go, I don't really see nothing worth writing up. He goes, no, no, don't come back. Oh. So you have three write-ups. I said, oh, this is about to be a long couple of years on this ship. Yeah. Right. And Look, so that's, that's, that's what I knew. I go, I'm not going to write somebody up if their hair. I'm just going to tell them, hey, I'm going to fix your haircut. And then if I see him the next day, it's different. But if he got his fixed, I'm not yeah. going to write you up for that. You're right. busy. Yeah. So that, that was the thing. How many people were on that base, by the way, at that time? I'm just wondering because my friend, uh, you're in San Diego? Yeah, I, well, I was on the, one of the smaller bases. I was on NAB Coronado. Okay. Where, um, oh, that, yeah, that area is beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's where, the, that's where the, the buds go through, the, the SEAL team strain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was interesting. The most interesting thing, because I got to see firsthand, like, Hell Week. Oh, wow. And things like that. Yeah. So you'd see them. So I go off work because it'd be you wake up Sunday night and you don't go to bed till Friday morning. Oh my god! The the, the hell week, right? Yeah, unbelievable. So we were on twelve hour shifts. I'm working nights, so I work two days and then I get off. Then I'm off for like two days and I come back and they're still going. I'm like, there's no way. Yeah. And it, you'd see them like you'd see them like hallucinating. Yeah. Like one guy was they was carrying the shit. They was carrying the the little rafts yeah. over their head, uh-huh. and the guy was going whoa. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! And you could you would talk to their um you know their command like the the, the actual oh SEAL team guys that are taking their hell week and I'd be like what was that guy doing you know and he's like dude he thought like bricks were flying at him with arrows or something he was telling oh the guys God. to move oh I was like God. what there, he's there hallucinating was, there was a uh, I think it was on History Channel it was it was a documentary series about that about that that process yeah. it was fascinating and made me so certain I would have been a disaster in the military oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but the seal's another level. I know, I you know. know yeah. And I was like, it may, I wanted no part of that. None. But it, it, it was interesting because when all the, the, the police brutality cases yeah. were going on the last couple of years, what we did on our base was every shift, we would have somebody from the seal team on the shift. And the reason being is if one of those guys, like, check out, yeah. he's got a rapport with them. And he knows how he's thinking and, what he, and how he can handle it. So, I, I, yeah. It was cool. I was like, oh, that's what basically every, I think every police force should have that. Somebody from that area 
right. every shift, so you're not just running up on somebody. You know them. You're like, Craig, come on, stop. <laughs> come on now. Yes. So yes. it was interesting because I was like, oh, I never, I never thought of it like that. And that's why we always had somebody on every shift that was from one of the SEAL teams. When you were doing the, the Honor Guard, so so there was a, it was a viral video that was floating around a couple of days ago. It was it was raging storms, um, and the the the, the uh, soldier uh, out of the unknown. Did you ever pull duty like that? No, that was Army. Army, The Army does that. Right, okay, Those guys, and that, seeing that, that's another level, too, because those guys, it's like, I think it's like 21 steps back and forth. You wait 21 seconds and turn. Everybody's the exact same height, exact same weight. They have to look completely... Exactly alike, you know. I it was because of one time we went up there and the guy literally. That's the first time I ever seen anybody break character, and he just spoke to somebody. Kids were acting up yeah. or something, mm-hmm. and he basically was still marching and like yelled something out to them. You've got yeah, there's, to be there's a series. There's a series of videos you can see of, the, of those guards uh, uh, chastising the uh, people who are being disrespectful. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty intense, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Well, that part of your life, that's uh, that's behind you. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. You go from the military to stand-up. <laughs> yeah. You know? And absolutely. You, you get to appear in Little Man, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 right? Yeah, so you jumped, you jumped right out of one into the other, and yeah. then did, 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 uh, did it turn into full-time once you did that TV bit with BET? And then oh, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. That, that, that was like... Headlining immediately, so wow. I didn't have the the quote unquote normal grind. Yeah. Some comics opening and and road gigging at, at crappy hotels. I was in the military though, so I was doing it for a you, couple years. It was yeah. nothing new to you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, I was uh, I couldn't travel. All my stuff was in San Diego, yep. and then then all of a sudden I was just I was headlining, and it was just everything happened kind of fast. We, we were chatting in the green room a little bit about, and you made a good point that hadn't occurred to me, was um, you're always, as a comedian, and as somebody has been doing it for a while, you're always wondering who the next big guy is going to be. Yeah, and, yeah. and somebody that we don't know now is going to be a big in a, a year from now. And But uh, you have 2 million Instagram followers. So mm-hmm. it, has that been like a slow, steady, uh, that's a huge number. Or was that, did, that, did you get a big burst at one point? It's weird. It'll it'll go and then it'll it'll plateau and then it'll go and then it'll plateau. Huh. It's weird. You get if you get one video that just goes that nuts, it'll you'll get like a, you know you get like fifty thousand. Right. And it'll plateau. You won't get fifty. You'll get fifty thousand for like five months, huh. and then you'll get it in a month. Because what, what we, we and him was talking off air, and I go, you know, Matt Rife's the guy that hit recently, right? Yes. Yeah. There's, yeah. And there's always every couple years going to be a community that hits. Yep. And I was remember I was talking to one of my openers. I said, man, think about our line of work. There's something out there right now. Probably at a crappy hotel, making fifty bucks a night. He didn't even know he's about to pop. Yeah, and, and everybody's got a different story. Yeah, his was TikTok. Yeah, and I was like, and it was like the next month I was in Atlanta, and Matt was coming a couple weeks after me, and he was like, I saw he was no a couple months, he was already sold out, and I go interesting because you kind of know the guys that are selling tickets. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's, he's kind I, of a good looking dude, right? He's, 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 decent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, if that's what you're into. Abs, <laughs> and chiseled chin, and yeah. Yeah. very crisp body, and crystal nice. blue eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Zero that's body not fat. Me. Yeah. That's not me. That's not me. I remember we had we had, had uh, Amy Schumer in here, and she was uh, with someone else who was the, who was actually the headliner, yeah. and she was the support act. And uh, like two years later, boom, yeah, exploded, and Didn't we were we like, give them a hard time. weren't they? weren't we like, no, we're having one comedian. Yeah, we just have one, 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 one person, <laughs> one microphone, and and it was Amy Schumer was the other person, and and just yeah, every now and then somebody just. Takes off, and it's and what's interesting about our line of work. It's always a different reason. Yeah, like yeah, mass TikTok. Other yeah. one, it could be a, 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 a Tiffany Haddish was a movie. Yeah, right. and everybody's got a different 
It's just something happened. Cat Williams was people don't probably people don't realize it was the BET Awards. Right. He went up and just had a perfect like six minute set. Yeah. And after that, he just took off. But um, it, but you want to have a sustainable career on stage, right? Mm-hmm. And I I almost feel like the slow burn is the way to do that. Um, and the good thing about the slow burn is the clubs ain't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. And if you get those fans that grow with you. Yeah, you always you always work. Yeah, well, I mean, years yeah. ago it used to be, and it was you know, uh, did you ever do uh, the Def Def Comedy Jam? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That so, so that was a big stepping board for a yeah. lot of people. But it used to be, and there's a, a series on. I think it's Vice, uh, the, the behind the mic, like the dark side of, of stand up comedy, and so on and so yeah. forth. But when you watch that, you realize going back a couple of uh, decades how pivotal the Tonight Show was. That would be that no. you, they just saw you, you maybe were in it. Look, look at Freddie Prince. You know, yeah. one appearance, at the end of that appearance, he was signed for a sitcom. I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah. I mean, that was a tectonic shift. You don't see stuff like that. Well, I, I like it now because comics have controlled their own career with YouTube, yeah. TikTok, <clears throat> uh, all the Facebook I mean, you you can really you don't quote unquote need the quote unquote machine. Yeah, you can you can build your own career and build your own fan base. Can you can you generate? Because I see this all the time as I'm, I'm kind of researching, you know, Instagram and, and 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 putting some stuff up on YouTube and the 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 algorithms and all that stuff change constantly. I always see mm. people, comedians and other people pissing and moaning about revenue streams and how things get tamped down and things get effed with. Do you encounter that, or is that even something you're concerned with? Uh, no, you you can make a. I mean, you make a decent amount of money on YouTube and, and Facebook. I don't know how the algorithms work. Yeah. So I I have people that, that do I hire <laughs> that do that, that yeah. cut my videos up. And yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm trusting them. Yeah. You know? And you got to, I will say, you got to spend more to make more. Because I, I hired a group that that's all they deal with is stand-ups. Oh, wow. really? They, they do like Russell Peters. They do Gabriel stuff. I said, I'm hmm. going to go with guys that are tried and true. And yeah, they're a little more money. But I, I realized, okay, I'm making more off social media than I'm spending with right. them. So it's a profit. No, that makes sense. Yeah. You know? If you're just jumping in, it's Gary Owen. Uh, he's going to be at Helium Comedy Club uh, tonight and tomorrow. There's uh, two shows each night, 7 and 10 p.m., heliumcomedy.com. Uh, you just had a birthday a couple weeks ago, 49. Mm. Yeah. Well, how does that number 50 feel looming down the road? Is that is that anything that you think about at all? My, uh, my stuff still works. All right. So I'm all good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not necessarily Black don't work. crack. That's really, what it, that's really what it comes down to. I'm, I'm still, I rise to the occasion. Yeah. <laughs> oh I didn't, when 50 was looming, I didn't really think about it too much. It, I didn't let it get under my skin at yeah. all. You know? I didn't even think about it until you just said it. Thanks. All right. No problem. Appreciate that. <laughs> Sharing the love. Why am I here? Have a good show tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, on the senior tour. Yeah, uh, yeah no, it, I mean, but you're in shape here. I mean, I, I remember, I used to talk about this all the time. My perception was, I remember years ago, I was like, 40? Who wants to Who wants to even be alive when you're 40? Ain't lying. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it, but it all it all rolls and changes, you know. Well, we talked about it before we came on the air. Yeah, yeah. He was playing the Smashing Pumpkins 1979, yeah, yeah. and that came out in like 94, 95, and yeah. I remember watching that video thinking, God, <laughs> what were they doing in 79? The clothes and everything else. Yeah. You made that song now? Yeah. What is it, 2008, 2007? Yeah. Like, it was right on the corner. If yeah. Back to the Future were to come out tomorrow, it would be based in 1993. Yep. No. Wow. 93. Yeah. It's a mind blower. <laughs> yeah, that's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> You gotta be kidding me. That's yeah. actually oh. chilling. That's yeah. absolutely. It came out in 85 and it yeah. was based in 55. Yeah. yeah. 
This thing, Brian Westbrook was getting drafted. <laughs> yeah. It's all, oh it all comes back to like football and draft. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, how you measure time. Do you, right? do, uh, do you do the leagues? Do you do the um, um, fantasy, fantasy, fantasy football? football? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. How, how yeah. invested do you get? I get pretty invested. Pretty yeah, yeah, I don't want to. Okay. Yeah, let's, let's go down. So the I don't want to go down that dark hole. I'm not asking money. How many leagues are you in? I'm just one, but it's it's yeah. a big money league. It's a money okay. league. All right. yeah, we have, we have uh, it's, it's a lot. There's 10 of us. Do you do the fan, uh, the daily fantasy stuff, like FanDuel and stuff? No, no, no. Okay. It's just every week. Just it, It's it's so stressful. I couldn't do it every day. Oh, I love it. Is it yeah. presumptuous to ask what, what, I mean, what what are we talking about, you know, okay, money-wise? This, this may seem like a lot, but you realize the NFL season is, what, 18 weeks now? Right. 17 and a bye week. Mm-hmm. So everybody puts in 5K. So it's over yeah. a four-month period. Right. And then the first first prize um, gets 45000 There's 10 of us. Wow. And then, no, no, five, did I do it right? To 50, yeah, 45000 yeah. And the second prize gets your money back. You get five. Okay. I mean, that, that's so, not an outlet. I've heard, you know, but that that's, have you ever won? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Don't go t- and it's funny. Everybody in the league are uh, none of them have W twos. Uh, I'll put it that way. So, it's a bunch of guys that have lawn care businesses. Uh, okay. All right. Um, I think ten ten guy leagues. Uh, everybody's got stacked rosters. I'm in a I'm in a twelve guy league, and it's all like my friends from college, and it's a great way to stay connected. But also, we are very 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 heavily invested, and yeah. it not. Monetarily, I, I think, it, and it, it's psychologically, it's, yeah. yeah. And it took like five years to get us to get to one fifty, right? So before yeah. it was like a hundred dollars. So yeah. like, forty five grand is just around the corner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that seems like a lot. But then it, when my my buddy broke it down to me, he goes, "Dude, it's like eighteen weeks. Yeah, yeah. So if you break it up per week, it's not that bad." But everybody got the money up front. We've had guys back. I'll get you. I got you. It's coming, <laughs> dude. Yeah. And if you just win once in nine years, you get your money back. That part. Yeah. You know, yeah, part two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we always think there's there's conspiracies in the league. Like, why are you trading Saquon Barkley <laughs> <laughs> yeah. for, for like the backup on the Buccaneers <laughs> running back? That doesn't go together. Yeah. Well, this past year, if you recall, and there was a big hubbub about this in my league, uh, it all came down to a Monday night football game. The championship came down to a Monday night football game where a gentleman died on the field and the game got canceled. And died or almost died? I'm talking about uh, Demar. Demar- yeah, I was at that yeah, game. Yeah. That was crazy. You were, you were at, at that game? game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. It, was, it, was it was a Monday night Bengals, game. Bengals-Bills game. Yeah. And, um... And I had, like the two guys that were in the championship had guys playing in that game, and it was a really close. And so we ended up having dual champions for the, the season. Oh, really? One guy in my league is pissed. Yeah, He's I would, like, I would have been too. Yeah, I would have been like this. No, no, no. no. <laughs> but it's not a fifty thousand dollar prize yeah, yeah, either. Yeah. You know, it was only like you know. Real quick though, like, what was it like being there? Yeah, I mean, they, the whole thing stopped. Nobody knew what was going on, and yeah. then they they canceled the game. It was, I'll tell you, it was the loudest I'd ever heard the stadium. When when we went up, because the Bengals went down, people yeah, forget yeah. they went down and scored immediately. Right, like like the Bills defense wasn't there, and then I was like, "Whoa, we are we're on fire right now!" And then the Bills came in and kicked a field goal. Then we got the ball back, and then we were driving that, and I never heard it that loud. And then it just went silent. Yeah. And wow. we knew something was wrong because I saw them stand up and then fall back down. And I go, that, di- that didn't look right. And I'm, I'm in um, I'm, I'm in Joe Mix. I'm in his suite, right? Yeah. And there was a guy in there. I'd never seen him in there. And he just kept going, nah, man, it's like a hamstring. street. I play football, man. I play college football. He played like Division Three. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's all he kept saying the whole time. Nah, man, I play football. I said, dude, they're not playing. Yeah. I said, the yeah. Amazon. 
this game is not going to happen. And we had no, we didn't know. Wow. We're just there. We don't, yeah. we don't have the news or anything. Oh We're just God. going off our phones. And then um, he goes, nah, man. Nah, it's, I play football. I was like, they're going to the locker room. I've never seen that before. He goes, nah, man, I play football. I'll be back. <laughs> and then, then when they finally came up the game, I just looked at him. I said, hey, you still play football? Yeah. <laughs> you still play? Yeah. Uh, Dude, I mean, God. watching it was bizarre. I was watching it on TV. Uh, and then Buck and uh, Aikman, right, were, were talking about it. And they didn't know what, nobody knew what to say. You know, because Hamlin was dead for a little bit. And then they brought, brought him back to life. It was the most bizarre commentary. And then I cut, cut over to ESPN. And people were trying to figure out how to describe what was going on in t- on I TV. Never- Leaving a stadium, yeah, just quiet. Everybody just yeah. back to their cars. Yeah, nobody. I, I did see like if you had Bill stuff on. Uh-huh. I did see bingo fans. They'll, they'll fist pump you. It was yeah. kind of cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, it's good to dab, know, yeah. But it was like everybody was just nobody was talking. Mm. Everybody was just walking. Yeah. That was it. Out of the stadium, it was complete silence the whole time. It's so statistically, how many we we talk? How many times is a situation or like a, a near death? That's the worst I've ever seen. That's the worst, right? Yeah. By, yeah. By, yeah. I mean, it's... it's. Uh, it was just like... It was like getting struck by lightning. Just the way he yeah. hit at the exact time his heart was beaten. It was yeah. like... It's literally one in a $10 million chance. $10 million it chance. was like... That, it's like a five-finger death punch. You know? Right. Like in Kill Bill. I mean... Well, well and he's, yeah, he's, yeah. he's honest about it uh-huh. saying... Listen, so you're an athlete. You're playing a grueling sport, and he's back. But I assume that always is, looms in the back of your mind. You talk about LeBron's kid. Mm-hmm. You know? Man. I mean, right? So, so with that... You know, if you're exerting yourself, especially in a sport like basketball, where it's constant, are you always in the back of your mind thinking, you know, am I working another heart attack here? Yeah. I mean, look at Hank Gathers. Yeah. And then now LeBron's son. Yeah. That's got to be in the back of his head. Yeah. I I don't know how you would get that out of your mind. You'd always be thinking about it at some level. I assume you have a joke about this in your act tonight. (laughs) No, I'm good. I'm going to pass on that. (laughs) Don't don't, don't joke about Jamie Foxx. Uh, actually, I saw it, and I, I haven't seen it, but I, you posted uh, Jamie Foxx on your uh, on your Instagram page. Uh, yeah. do, you, do you know Jamie through the years? We of did comedy? a movie. We did a movie called Held Up. Thanks, thanks for keeping up. <laughs> <laughs> Doing what I can, man. No, first movie I ever Stretch did was down. Held Up um, with Jamie Foxx and uh, the Oscar-winning movie Held Up. Oscar-winning, movie. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was it was funny because um, he saw me on stage. And then he was like, yo, I got this movie, man. Um, come by the house. And I went by the house, and we hung out. And then uh, he got me the audition. It was kind of like mind to lose kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. He just he looked out. So I got... I, I mean, awesome. I appreciate it. That was the first one we ever did. He seems he seems good now. He's, I mean, he's speaking. There was a big concern whether he had mm-hmm. some sort of issue with that because you hadn't heard him speak. But he's done a couple of videos where he's talking. He seems lucid and, and yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird. I, I never... I was always in contact with his uh, his... Producing partners, Datari and stuff. Yeah. Like I didn't want to. I didn't want to text Jamie. Right. I don't. I didn't, didn't didn't know. And nobody yeah. ever said like really what was wrong. They just said he's doing all right. Yeah. That's all yeah. he said. And you don't want to pry. You don't want right. to be like what happened. They're like right. no, he's doing all right. He's gonna okay. be all right. That's okay. all they kept saying. So I'm glad he's. I'm glad he's okay, man. He's just so. I think he's the most talented man in the world. He's incredible. He's incredible. Yeah. He can do everything. Act, and he, music, comedy, literally. all of it. You know. And when when you get guys like like Jamie or or, or 
even Kevin Hart and Dave Chappelle, and then whether whether they're your favorite stand up or not, when you're in the room with them, that's when you get it. Mm-hmm. That's okay. you're like there's something that there's a presence about them that just people gravitate to, and you're like, now I know why you're at the top of the food chain. Oh yeah. yeah, Kevin yeah. Hart, we had on the show a number of times. And yeah. there's just something. There's an energy. Okay, it's, right. it's like nuclear reactor level, and you can't argue well, with it. I remember Steve the first time we had him on. Uh, he was still doing uh, clubs like Helium. Yeah. And uh, he had gotten that bit role in Forty Year Old Virgin, where right. he's working in the. I mean, he's trying to get the the discount. Yeah. And uh, and he <laughs> talked about that, and then not that long after, I mean, kind of like Matt Rife, he just like they make it to a, another level, and it's just it, it kind of blows your mind a little bit. It's, it's similar, like I remember, I remember I was in Hartford, Connecticut, and Kev was coming a couple weeks after me. Similar to Matt Rife story, and I was like, "Oh, Kev's," and I, I didn't even know Kev was headlining. Yeah, yeah, right. I was like, "Oh, Kev's headlining. That's cool." And then I went out to some bar, and and I was I was talking to these two girls, and I, one one girl's like, "Oh, Gary's he, he's here this weekend." She goes, "Oh, I got tickets to Kevin Hart. I can't do both." I went, "He's here in like two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> we mean can't do both." <laughs> That's when I asked the club manager, "How's Kevin?" They go, "Dude, he's almost sold out." I go. Oh, this, this guy just popped. Oh, <laughs> <man. laughs> I was like, "This, we talking about?" Dude, he, he, he played the link here. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. I, oh yeah. yeah, that's that's, that's you're, you're there. Yeah. yeah, you think? Yeah. <laughs> I always said that. I, I remember I had my agent one time, and I, I think I did helium. Yeah, and like six months later, I was I was doing a theater with like Epps or something, right? And they were like, "I don't know if you should do that, man. You were just here." And da-da-da. I go, "Um, hey, let me just put this in perspective. Uh, Kevin did the football stadium, fifty thousand people. <laughs> Even though I sold out six shows at Helium." Uh, 2,000 people saw me. There's 48,000 people that are paying to see comedy. I think I'm good. Yeah. Theater six months later. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Only you would think that, Gary. I said, yeah, we're good. We're good. Well, listen, Gary's in town uh, tonight and tomorrow. Make sure you don't miss him. Helium Comedy uh, Club. And uh, you can go to heliumcomedy.com. There's two shows, 7 and 10 p.m. So, But it's great to see you, man. Thanks for yeah. coming back in with us. We appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for having me. Have a good time while appreciate you're in Philly. It. All right, let's hear it for Gary yeah. on, guys. Yeah. We're going to break. We'll be right back. Gary. Stay with us. Nick McElwain tonight from 8 to 10 at the Beer Garden in Eakins Oval for a special Pearl Jam theme night powered by Milk Boy. Check out the Oval every weekend, Friday through Sunday for family-friendly events now through August 20th. Sponsored by Parks and Rec and the Philly Parkway Council. Hang with the MM Army tomorrow from 2 to 4 at Rita's of Mayfair, 7112 Frankfurt Avenue for an MM Barbecue ticket raid. Enjoy your favorite Rita's treats and enter for a chance to win a pair of tickets which will be given away every 15 minutes. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Brought to you this morning by Sports and Social. You can cheer on the Fightins just steps away from the stadium at Sports and Social and Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia. Check out the game on a 52-foot big screen with Budweiser, cocktail specials, giveaways, memorabilia, and more. I had mentioned this story because there was a shoplifting story in news earlier this morning. Well, two 7-Eleven workers in California took matters into their own hands and used a stick to beat a man oh. who tried to steal a trash can full of cigarettes. I saw this. It's great. Man, they beat uh, yeah. the crap out of him. Video yeah. of the attempted robbery shows one employee holding the thief <laughs> while his colleague <laughs> relentlessly whacks him at 25 times. Wow. 
The thief is screaming, okay, okay, pleading for mercy. But he was taken down by the retail workers beforehand. Robber had casually sauntered behind the California convenience store's register with a 20-gallon trash can in tow. He nonchalantly grabs fistfuls of tobacco products, including cigarettes, cigars, vapes. Toss him into the bin as the off-camera workers plead for him to stop. And you can hear a guy with the, with the camera say, just let him go. There ain't nothing you can do. Uh, they're not going to do nothing. And the bystander took the video, could uh, be heard uh, with the commentary. Uh, the green and black clad worker switches from a defensive role when the thief tries to push past him and orders him to move out of the way while he continues the heist. The employee quickly grapples with the robber, tackles him to the floor just in time for his co-worker to appear and deliver 23 brutal blows with what appears to be a broomstick. Yeah. The weapon-wielding employee takes a quick break from the whacking while his co-worker squeezes in a punch of his own to the upper back of the robber, sending the thief wincing chaotically. And enough, it was to knock over the stolen goods. And the bystander says, that's called whooping your ass. (laughs) Whoop his ass. Get him. And he said, yeah, I'm done. The robber repeats saying, I'm going to go. In spite of the surrender, uh, the employee delivers two final whacks with the stick and the bystander orders the workers to free the robber. And subsequent videos shared, uh, the employees contemplate calling the police on the thief, but opt to let him walk out empty-handed. The bystander walks behind the counter and urges the workers to let the man free before beating the man, berating the man himself, ordering him not to come back or try to steal anything again. So the thief claims that he was beaten so badly he can't stand up and walk out on his own until the bystander calls his bluff. And he said, you better walk tonight. Uh, amid his agonized groans for pleas for his freedom, the thief asks whether he can get a can of soda for the <laughs> road. <laughs> the bystander says, what kind of S are you telling me? You do this S and you want a soda? No, get the F out, man. So wow. it's a, it's, you got to see the footage. It's pretty wild because even the, the thief is saying there's nothing you can do. Nothing yep. you can do. So uh, in the in another, you should see a video clips. A Boston police officer in full uniform was caught on camera coming down a children's slide. Oh at my the god! Renovated it. playground at City Hall Plaza. <laughs> it's the funniest freaking thing I've ever seen. It's also the fastest I've ever seen anyone go yes. on a slide. He rockets out and he's face down. He got a faster ride than he bargained for when he tried out the slide. The video. Showed Showing the officer tumbling out of the slide in his uniform went viral on social media. Casey, watch the video right here. I know, I saw it. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Boston Mayor Michelle Wu said that she had not seen the video when reporters asked her about it on Tuesday afternoon, but she praised the upgraded (laughs) play space. Uh, The features include the tall slide the officer used. The playground entrance has signage indicating it's designed for kids ages 2 to 12. I mean, he launches about 30 feet at the bottom of the thing. The department says the officer was hurt uh, and used his personal insurance for care and did not charge the city for it. But yeah, I was wondering, poor guy. He he got hurt from that. Wow. All right, the person accused of breaking into Lake Tahoe condominiums and fondling the feet of multiple women has been arrested. Mark Anthony Gonzalez was arrested (laughs) at his residence. uh, And Gonzalez is facing two counts of burglary, two counts of battery, and his alleged foot-fondling escapades. Uh, He is accused of breaking into two condominiums by uh, unlocking screen doors, or unlocked screen doors. And once inside, he positioned himself at the foot of the bed and rubbed the feet of two separate adult females. Man, Each female awoke from their sleep as the subject was rubbing their feet. Once awake, the females confronted the male subject and they fled the scene. Now, Gonzalez has a history 
history of similar crimes that involve fetish-like behavior. Yeah. He was the suspect of numerous incidents, including the theft of women's shoes, trespassing, and sexual gratification oh, during no. some of those incidents. He was spanking it in the shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it, yeah. Steve, what's that clip? Do you like having your back rubbed? Right. Yeah. I'm looking yeah. for that, yeah. Uh, it appeared that if uh, that Gonzalez's crimes were escalating in uh, nature. We got to hear it. Let's hear it. Do you like having your background? <laughs> a Missouri woman with a history of committing bank robberies was found dead in her home last week when police attempted to serve an arrest warrant for failing to appear in court. Officers went to the home of 78-year-old Bonnie Gooch, who served an arrest Gooch. Uh, to serve an arrest warrant for failing you! to appear. <laughs> when officers knocked on the door, it opened partway and they entered the home. After entering, they located her body in the rear of the bedroom. You! Uh, foul plays not suspected. Gooch made news on April 6th after she was arrested for allegedly trying to rob a bank. During that alleged bank heist, she handed the teller a note that read, I didn't mean to scare you. Police responded to reports of a bank robbery, and while en route, they received a description of the oh suspect and her vehicle. Uh, they conducted a traffic stop on Gooch. Oh, boy. Uh, We're looking not, at the mugshot. Not too far from the bank and took her into custody without incident. They said she smelled strongly of alcohol, and Gooch was no stranger to bank robberies. In fact, she was arrested in 2020 for bank robbery and later convicted. Her sentence was suspended, and she was also convicted of robbing a California bank in 1977. Ooh. Gooch is when you, what you see when you see her face. Yeah, no, I mean, Gooch. she legit looks like the Crypt Keeper. Yeah. Yep. All right, and then we'll do one on a bad day. One more story, and then we will wrap it up. Let's end with a good one. How about this one? One out of Florida. A woman celebrating a birthday with a drive past Florida's Lake Apopka saw a rotting alligator start to move again. Uh. And then things got strange from there. Closer inspection revealed the 9 to 10 foot alligator was actually in the mouth of an even bigger gator. Oh my God. Hell. Which was dragging it backwards across the lake. An alligator bit my hand. Oh my God. <laughs> One alligator prepared to eat another and a stunned Dawn Jarman couldn't help but pull her phone out and start recording. Were they Russian nesting alligators? I may have been. She said, it, uh, I was with two friends and we just happened to drive up at the right time. We were freaking out. She said, my friends and I thought that it was a dead gator sitting in the water. As soon as we stopped the car to look at it, it started moving, realized there was another gator holding on to the tail. We were freaking out, to say the least. There were a lot of few excitable four-letter words. Uh, Florida's male alligators are known to battle over territory and mates, and Jarman guesses it may have been a turf war that turned deadly. Mm. That is what I have in our bizarre file for today. All right, we'll break. We'll return. We'll ask you a lesson question. We'll give you a prize, hopefully. We'll also get into the trash and music news. And don't forget Word of the Week prize. Giving it away this morning as well. Be back in a minute. Throughout all your radios for a fancy speaker that talks back to you? Well, don't forget, you can still listen to us by saying, open MMR. You can even tell it you want to wake up to MMR, just like your grandpa's clock radio used to. Imagine that. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. 
Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Window Nation, you feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution, call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double-hung, sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Neil Young, 93.3 WMMR, rocking in the free world. That song officially an adopted son of the band Pearl Jam now. Oh. And there's an event. Oh, I'm on it, Dave. Oh, yeah. There's an event oh, that yeah. is coming up tonight with Nick McElwain. Whoa. Yeah. Biggest Pearl Jam fan I know. I'm excited. Um, so they're doing uh, Pearl Jam night at Aiken's Oval right by the Art Museum tonight. It's 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Huh. They turn that entire area into a party. And um, speaking of Neil Young and Rocket in the Free World, they let me essentially create and curate my own Pearl Jam concert tonight. So I created a set list. Wow. Uh, beginning to end. And I built it like a Pearl Jam concert. And... There just might be a Pearl Jam cover of Rockin' in the Free World in there. So um, if you're a Pearl Jam fan, they're going to play, be playing music all night. And uh, they got a lot of uh, beer specials. And it's presented by our friends at Milk Boy Philadelphia, which uh, is a great bar, a really cool place. So uh, there's going to be a beer garden, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. tonight, Aiken's Oval, uh, right by the Art Museum. And, That's and, really cool. And your curated yeah, Pearl man. Jam set. It's a 30-song Pearl Jam set. And, uh. and I had a lot of fun with it. And they they let me do it. So I appreciate those guys um, off, you know, offering that up to me. Cool. May I ask? Ask what the occasion is? Is it just is it a random Pearl Jam appreciation evening? Uh, they're they're doing a few of these, so okay. um, they're doing a Grateful Dead one at some point, and they're just trying to uh, come up with some reasons for people to hang out. And I've heard that this the party that's uh, on Fridays now at Aiken's Oval is a really good time. It's just it's like um, uh, it's a cool hang, it's a cool vibe, and it's supposed to be a nice night out. So uh, we'd love to see you. Yeah, gosh, sure. who could you get to do the Grateful Dead one? I yeah. wonder <laughs> who would even be thought. interested. Who would in even that? like? That? <laughs> All right. 8 till 10 yeah. uh, tonight, Aiken's Oval. Uh, join uh, Nick and company. All right, uh, today's lesson question, and we're going to give away a four-pack of tickets for the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair. Uh, the question is this. What candy did we have to eat out of our boss's Bill Weston's butt? Two one five two six three wmmr We barely remember it at all, but it was uh, mentioned around 7 o'clock this morning. What candy did we have to eat out of our boss, Bill Weston's butt? Two one five two six three WMMR call right now. The trash business is a gold mine. Ninety three three WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Monster Mania Con. You can see the biggest names in horror this weekend at Monster Mania Con fifty five at the DoubleTree in Cherry Hill. Tickets are available online at MonsterMania.net. What's going on, Steve? Well, CBS revealing that Big Brother season twenty four fan favorite couple Taylor Hale and Joseph Abden 
have gone their separate ways. The pair apparently split in April, but were very embarrassed by being the one and only reality show romance that didn't work out. Oh my God. Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada, and his wife Sophie are splitting after 18 years of marriage. In separate Instagram posts, Justin wrote that the family will remain close and strong, while Sophie posted a picture of her taking a dump in his air fryer. Hey! And finally, despite multiple reports over the past two weeks, Timothy Chalamet and Kylie Jenner are still going together and still very much in love. Chalamet says Kylie is all heart and about 25 yards of polypropylene. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all right, we're going to see if you know the answer to this. What candy do we have to eat out of our bosses? Uh, Bill Weston's butt. 215-263-WMMR. And it's Bridget that we'll bring up on the phone. side. Bridget. Good morning. Good morning, guys. All right, Bridget. So what candy do we have to eat out of Bill Weston's butt? Was it malt balls? Yeah, malt and yeah. milk balls. Yes. You definitely got it. All right, Bridget, hang on. Set you up with a four-pack of tickets to the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair. It is so much fun. August 13th, I'm sorry, August 19th through October 29th in Mannheim, Pennsylvania. You can get ready to live the excitement and adventure of jousting nights and royal delights. Buy fans tickets at parenfair.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you this morning by Paramount Pictures, Cowabunga, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem is in theaters now. And you can get your hands and shell on the big New Yorker pizza back for a limited time at participating Pizza Hut locations. Motley Crew celebrating a milestone with a multi-configuration celebration of the 40th anniversary of their second album, Shout at the Devil. Man is calling it a limited edition super deluxe box set. The remastered album pack also includes reproductions of the original 7-inch singles of Too Young to Fall in Love and Looks That Kill, as well as seven rare demo tracks. Originally released in 1983, Shout at the Devil, 40th anniversary, will be available on October 27th. 40th anniversary. It's crazy. Peter Gabriel has uh, released another new song. It's called Olive Tree. According according to Gabriel, it's part of a separate brain-related project and is influenced by his interest in brain-reading research. Interesting. Like the kind done at Open Water in California. This is the companion to Dick Fur, his first album, right? What's Dick Fur? (laughs) He explained it feels, uh, it feeds into the idea that we're no longer these islands that have our own private thoughts, that our thoughts are going to get opened up to the outside world. He's been releasing singles, full demo, full, no, he's been releasing singles during full moons, which means the next one will be due at the end of the month. Olive Tree features a string arrangement and is from his next album, I.O. Uh, I was bummed out to hear about this, but he's doing better. Iron Maiden's Nico McKean says that he suffered a stroke in January, Uh. was temporarily paralyzed from his right shoulder on down, and feared that his career was over. But after 10 weeks of intense therapy, he's now back to around 70%. He described the stroke as a minor one, referring to it as a I-S-T-I-A, which stands for Transient Ischemic Attack. Uh, McBrain posted a video online so the fans could see that he's okay now. He said, I'm not there yet, but by the grace of God, I'm getting better and stronger as the weeks go by. Is the projection that he will regain... 
Moore? I believe so. Uh, McBrain, who's been in the band's drummer since 1982, recovered enough to join Iron Maiden's future past tour when it kicked off in May, so he's doing well enough to do that. Uh, the Replacements will reissue their major label debut album, titled Tim, Let It Bleed Edition. Originally released in 1985, the new box set has expanded into a 55-cut 4-CD set with all kinds of extras. That includes a live album recorded at the Cabaret Metro in Chicago in 1986 and 50 previously unheard tracks. Wow. The release date is September 22nd. And then finally, Kyle Mack. Our video guru, his band, the FM Bam, has got a couple of gigs, and I wanted to mention those. Oh! Great band. No oh, that's Kyle. No Sandbro. So the FM Band's going to be playing a couple of shore gigs this weekend. Uh, tonight, they'll be at the Windrift in Avalon. And the show is at 9.30. And then Keenan's Irish Pub on Saturday, tomorrow at 8 p.m. And that's, uh, that's a home for them, Keenan's. Uh, yeah, they've been playing a lot there. Yeah. And uh, they're a great band. They're just fantastic. Yep. So uh, go see them if you get a chance. Say hi to Kyle. Let him know you listen to the show as well. All right, that's it in music news. We're going to take a break. We will return and wrap up our show for the week. Stay with us. Disturbed. The Take Back Your Life Tour, August 21st at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. With special guests, Breaking Benjamin, and MMR has an amazing concert fan experience. The unstoppable Keg Crusher Grand Prize. A four-pack of the best seats in the house. Passes for your group to hang at the Cat Usher Bar with unlimited beer and barbecue. And we'll also throw in four signed set lists and other disturbed merch, including an autographed guitar. Listen to win a pair of tickets and qualify each afternoon with Brent Porsche. And again, all this weekend, text DISTURBED to 39333 for a link to all the details. Plus another chance to enter to win and get qualified for the grand prize. Presented by 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Dirty Honey doing that Dirty Honey thing. Song called Won't Take Me Alive on 93.3 WMMR. It's everything that rocks. By the way, they're playing the MMR barbecue, and there happens to be a ticket raid. Ooh. It is tomorrow from 2 to 4 p.m. at Rita's of Mayfair, 7112 Frankfurt Avenue in Northeast Philadelphia. So stop by there because every 15 minutes, tickets are going to be given away for the MM barbecue and not just Dirty Honey, but Finger 11. And uh, Billy Idol and Larkin Poe and Shinedown and Aaron Jones and some other bands and the Preston Steve Show side stage with live band karaoke. We got a lot happening and it's going to be here before you know it on September 16th. So go get those tickets. Why don't you? Uh, before we do anything as far as wrap ups go, I would like to congratulate some friends of ours. Uh, voted the best sandwich shop in America by USA Today Reader's Choice. Primo Hoagies. Primo Hoagies. We just found out about that. Uh, That is phenomenal. I love Primo. Love those guys. I I would have starved to death without Primo. (laughs) I know. It's wonderful. So congratulations and uh, pretty wild because they are, you know, in America, 
They do. They are up in the East Coast. Yeah. Not not every state down the East Coast, but there are stores in in Florida and some of the Carolinas, and obviously in and around our area. But uh, that's a huge feather in their cap. That right is huge. Here. So USA Today Reader's Choice. Uh, congratulations to Primo Hogue. It's pretty awesome thing. I would like to thank Mr. Gary Owen for being our guest. Yay. Today. Uh, he's going to be at Helium Comedy Club uh, tonight and tomorrow. You can get tickets at HeliumComedy.com. We had a good time hanging out with him. And we had a great time hanging out with Pierre last night, who came out great. for uh, the uh, Belly Flop Championship. Great fun. Wasn't it fun? Yeah, so cool. Yeah. Um, it's I had forgotten what a good time it was. Because when was the last one? Three uh, years ago. Yeah. Four years ago. So okay. there's like... Uh, PC and AC pre-COVID, or PC <laughs> before COVID and AC after COVID. So it was B. Yeah. Um, uh, I forgot what a great vibe it was. You know, the Terrific. pool is wonderful. I I was thinking because they put they bring sand into one portion of the pool, and I'm going, I pity the guy that has to f- work on that pool because that sand has got to get into that filtering system in that swimming pool. Mm-hmm. Odd detail that I would think of, but because <laughs> I would never. Anyway, um, but it was great fun. Yes. Yeah, we had, we had a nice big crowd there a last great night. Crowd. Yeah, how was your Pierre Berger? It was it was great. Phil is the guy who runs the food truck, and I was trying to figure out um, how they got that truck inside there. Right. Uh, is that there all the time? Yes. Yeah, it is. Yeah, oh, okay. but there's a gate that opens up where oh. you can get in. Yeah, I was going, man, where did they build it inside there? Uh, it's wild, but very cool. Your thought process is kind of like Casey uh, with with the sand and how did they get that truck in there? Just, uh-huh. well, you're an engineer once, you're always an engineer. That's it, man. I love yeah. it. That's the you way you were raised. You yeah. fiddle, you build, you break down. Well, thanks for stepping in and being a judge. I, that was, was that was great fun. Great. Um, and uh, who was the monster guy who won? Carnage. Carnage. Carnage the clown. Carnage the clown. Uh, yeah. They come out to the camp out. Those guys. Yes, yeah. they do. Uh, great in, people. In these bizarre, fairly frightening uh, clown faces, um, and I would give him a 10 just for the outfit he was wearing, for the courage that he wore <laughs> a, a very revealing outfit. Yeah. Uh, there was no hiding any portion of his anatomy. We, and, we had a few revealing outfits. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. You know who did a terrific job as well? Pancake. Yeah. Great job on the mixing board. Yep. And Connor was there, and our Emma Marmy, and great fun. I mean, it was just, it was easy and fun and lighthearted, and it's like everything life should be. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Oh, All right, job, so um, we'd like to get a letter from you for the word of the week. You ready? Okay. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the President Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter. E as in early. All right, and we now have a word, a four-letter word. Caller number seven at 215-263-WMMR. We'll let you uh, jump on and tell us if you know what it is. And if so, we have a very cool prize that we will set you up with. Um, what's happening on this fine Friday morning? Well, we're going to have um, another one more pair, a final pair, I think, of Bruce Spr- uh, Springsteen tickets to give away for the second show. That's coming up fast now. Uh, tickets are available for both shows, the 16th and the 18th at the ballpark. We've got um, Friday night show uh, tickets, which will be cool. Uh, we have Workforce Block of the Wallflowers. They're in tomorrow at Parks Casina. Uh, they'll also be Hailstorm uh, and Volbeat because they're down tomorrow at Ocean's Casina. Uh, so there's some <laughs> casino shows. 
And, of course, the mighty Metallica. James Hetfield's birthday was yesterday. And the big shows up in uh, at the Meadowlands Complex, uh, Giant Stadium or whatever it's called, um, is going to be uh, tonight and again on Sunday night. So, um, And Brent's going to do a giant 12-pack uh, this afternoon if you're driving home nice. or driving up there of the various bands who will be there. So that's going to be fun to listen to. But uh, we'll do a block to prime the pump for all of it. Wonderful. All right, we're looking for our caller number seven, see if we can get a winner, and it is Mike, who we go to. Hi there, Mike. Yo, how you doing? Awesome, Mike. Hi, Mike. All right, yeah. let's find out what that word of the week is. Love, L-O-V-E. Day in the swimming pool. That is correct, Mike. You got it right. Love is the word. And we are going to give you a four-pack of three-day tickets to see Jelly Roll and many other artists at the Tidal Wave Music Festival. It's August 11th through the 13th on the beach in Atlantic City. Jelly Roll is performing live on Sunday the 13th, but you'll get to see every bit of it. All right, buddy? Absolutely. Thank you very much, man. You got it. Hang on just a second. Don't forget, tickets are on sale now. TidalWaveFest.com for complete details. You can text Jelly uh, to 39333 for a link to Sarah's recent interview with Jelly Roll and another chance to win a pair of three-day tickets. A couple of weeks ago, we got a, a, a winner who had graphed out all the times he had tried. Did we ever get that graph? I yes. did. I got an email from him. There's a lot there, and I will I will compile that and get back to you of what all the words have been over I it was three or four years or something like that. He had followed it for years. Oh, and yeah. tried for years and never won and then finally won, yeah. which was a glorious thing. He sent it to me. It's sitting on my desk. Okay. So I will get to that. I want to thank our sponsors. Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan. Preston and Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Trinity Rehab with locations all over and now open in King of Prussia. Trinity-Rehab.com. Next week on our program, uh, we will have uh, Marcelo Hernandez from SNL joining oh, nice. us. Uh, Margaret Cho oh, will be on the program. Her. Our buddy Ryan Airy from Screen Crush, which is a great YouTube channel. And uh, an old friend, John LeClaire, former Philadelphia Flyer. Yeah, be in our cool. studio. So that we three got, on three ice tournament. He's a, he's a coach for it. Excellent. We got some stuff stacking up for next week. All right. That is it. We are done. A rage on. Have yourself a wonderful weekend, and we'll see you later, gang. Bye-bye. Everybody, it's good to have you on the bat bat, two to bat, two bat bat, but who got got bat bat bat.